The Reaper, The Maelstrom, and The Thief is a Dungeons and Dragons show by Rollcast, intended for, oh my, mature audiences. It contains mature themes, strong language, violence, and drug references. Ah, but full content warnings can be found in the episode's description. Lovely. Hello, and welcome back to Rollcast. I'm Tom, your host. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And today, as usual, I am joined by our three players. Uh, first up is our man out of time, haunted by his own demons, both physical and otherwise. Ezidor played, of course, by Gaz. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I did... That was, a applause, anyway. <laughs> that, was, that was a very sudden stop. I don't know why they suddenly stopped our studio audience here. Very stop-starty at the moment. I yes. do like a one clap. Bit, just a... Just a <laughs> Next. <laughs> okay, okay. Next up is our intellectual gnome who has been kind of forced to go on an adventure, forced out of his... Tower of Knowledge, who just, he just wants to make his way back, is, of course, Deeks, played by JB. Thank you! <laughs> just cuts off straight away. Just cuts off. Somehow, I think our audience over time will find a way to, you know, like, lower their volume gradually, but right now they're a bit stop and start. But finally, if last... They're nervous. They are. They're very nervous, aren't you guys? I mean, that's a weird reaction to have, but nonetheless. <laughs> Last but certainly not least is our cleric, our potential former cleric, who no longer quite believes in the god he was raised to, to believe in. On the run from his past, but his past, past might be catching up with him slowly but surely, is of course Gregor, played by Coogan. Potential former Gregor. Potential former Gregor? Potential what? former Gregor. <laughs> Try to kill I'm, me off now, are you deeks? I mean, I thought I said potential Wait. former cleric. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but I don't know. We'll see what happens this session. All we will. three of us could die here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to, uh, to respond right, to that. Right, I think Release they like the, the questions. I think they like the element of danger, don't they? <laughs> but yes, yes, you are. You what are of course the stopping and starting. <laughs> the stopping and starting may be something to do with our very real, very live studio audience having quite a long laugh track or applause track. So trying to stop that short is not. Not quite that lot. Yeah, plan. But yes, the audience. We. That that definitely was definitely what the audience were going for. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. You you are of course correct, JB. Um, as you guys know, we start our sessions with a little bit of a discussion. A little bit of to and fro and a question or two. So, of course, our question for the evening. We'll start with you, Ezador. 
after a long day of adventuring, saving people, killing people, if you're currently Jax, what's your favorite way to kind of like get comfort and like feel better? What is your favorite meal to have? Cabbages. What was that, sir? Cabbages. <laughs> just, just, just raw cabbages, boiled cabbages, sautéed cabbages. Raw. <laughs> okay. Uh, sorry, JB. Go on. Where do you get these cabbages? I don't know. I'm not, I am sorry. I'm being distracted. I've got Jacks in my mind, constantly going on about. What he likes to eat, and believe me, you don't want to hear that. <laughs> you certainly don't. I mean, or maybe you do. <laughs> Bring him out. Bring him out. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I understand that our studio audience looks very delicious to Jacks, but you know, if he if he'd like to answer the question, I'm sure they'd. Uh, I'm sure they'd quite like it. No, oh, come on then. Come on out then, Jack. <laughs> People. <laughs> like, like, at, like... First, at first, I must admit, little dicks looked rather tasty. Nice bite-sized treat right there, I think. <laughs> but I think over time, he's sort of grown on me a little bit. So I don't think I'll be eating dicks. And dicks is safe around you. Yes, dicks. However, there's maybe some other little tasty treats going around. I, I don't know what it is. Something rather <laughs> crunchy. Well, thank you... Isadorn, of course, thank you. All right, all right. Thank you, Jax, for that. That was uh, enlightening. Shut and up. our studio audience <laughs> won't. There we go. I think they'll listen to you there, Jax. Thank you for that. And that is much appreciated. Next, we have Gregor. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you very much. What a <laughs> <laughs> You shut up, Deeks. I heard that was you. <laughs> Same question to you, Gregor. Obviously, you have spent so long on the run and you've kind of been thrust from one situation to another, from a war to a fugitive to saving the world. What's your kind of like food of comfort? Well, I didn't eat much great air food growing up, unfortunately. I mean, it was mostly army. Yes, yes, I know, I know. I've had a hard life. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I do see the funny side in that. Um, <laughs> but mostly it's been army rations and whatever I could really scrape off from the road, really. But to be honest, right now, lizards. Something about their meat is very tasty at the moment. That's not concerning to you, given that you're essentially a giant lizard yourself. Mm, you got a good point there, but, well, it's nothing like that, is it? I mean, they're different species. They're not a technically a dragonborn like me. That's just what I believe in. I, 
I think you may have lost them there, Gregor. What was that? That's just that's just what you believe in. I think so. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, right. yeah I, th- I think <laughs> I think Hesador's right there. <laughs> Finally, moving <laughs> swiftly away from a potential racist cannibal. <laughs> We, of course, have our... (laughs) (laughs) We have, of course, our knowledgeable, charismatic gnome, Deeks. Yes. There we go. (laughs) Thank you, you guys were a bit fucking delayed there. Okay. We're all gone home. Yeah, we're all gone home after that outburst from Gregor. (laughs) Just, 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 Just left. Okay, Deeks. Same for you. After a, after a hard day of reading, getting knowledge, and recently being on the road, what's your favourite food of comfort? Um, favourite food would d- don't say books. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. Favourite food would be. Hmm, I would have to say. Frog spawn dumplings. Poisonous frog spawn dumplings. Now, it's uh, not many species can eat this, but um, mm. it's it, it's it's a good job that Jax hasn't decided to take a little chunk out of me himself because uh, well, I, th- I, I reckon the effects might be uh, gravely dangerous for him. But <laughs> I, I really like poisonous frog spawn dumplings. You know what? You're you're confident in that. You're yeah. You know what? Fair enough. I think that's the yeah, yeah. You know what? Fair enough. It's not another lizard, and it's certainly not cabbages or people. So you know what? Fair enough, Deeks. And that's how it's done. <laughs> yep, Deeks is he's literally uh, literally leaving the studio. Literally left. Oh no, he's back now. He is back. Well, it's like the cringiest open we've ever done. <laughs> it definitely is. Definitely is. I'm fairly Why sure we've had gone so far with it like this. I've gone so far, I can't pull back. Um. Please help, I can't stop this one. <laughs> Moving along as fast as we fucking can. It's the Reaper, the Maelstrom, and the Thief. Roll, te- roll credits. Somehow do everyone. Okay, guys, so the last time we saw you, you had just started to infiltrate into the cultist um, base of operations, into their warehouse. Ezador, you had thought that you had heard some people talking from behind a door after you guys had entered into the reception. Unfortunately for you, though, um, you'd rested a little bit too much on the door and you ended up falling through uh, right into the path of Rill and a positive yet unidentified cultist member. Thinking quite quickly, you managed to convince Rule that you were just a frail, elderly old man who had kind of lost his way in the dark area. This was working really well, right up until the point that you swung for him, shouting, surprise attack. Um, you, you almost managed to convince him a second time before, again, you yelled, surprise attack, and tried to punch him. I'm fairly sure there was a third attempt at this, but at this point in time, you guys had entered into combat. Um, growing tired of what had happened, you switched back into Jax, 
and a quick but relatively brutal fight ensued, wherein Gregor, you managed to injure Rill slightly before he managed to teleport away, and you guys managed to kill the other cult member that was guarding Rill. With the room now empty, you explored it a little bit before coming out into the actual warehouse section itself, a large, um, spacious room just filled head to toe with crates and colourful glowing crystals. As you guys started to investigate, Deeks, you came across an odd, kind of thrumming green crystal, which, upon picking up, shot a tree root straight through your foot. Yeah, looking at it a bit more, you realise that this was in fact a green new mine crystal. However, it seemed a little bit unstable. After putting it in your bag, though, you managed to kind of like wiggle your foot off of the tree root, um, and you rejoined the group. The three of you continued investigating the entire warehouse itself, being interrupted here and there by Real teleporting in and out and attacking you all. Once you found another opening, though, there was a large carriage there. Gregor, you managed to find a scarf in there, a very nice fetching scarf with some spirits inlaid in them. And it was at this point that Rill attacked once more. However, Gregor, you managed to stop him from teleporting away, pretty much holding him, holding him against a fence, as Deeks, you kind of read his mind as Ezidor also held his other, other arm. From this, you managed to gleam that um, Vesh was indeed in this location, um, just not currently where you are exactly. Um, I believe he may have insinuated in his mind that she might have been upstairs. Feeling like you've got all of the information that you could out of uh, Rill, Gregor, you decided that you were just going to murder him there and then. Smash his no. head against the grate. Unfortunately, though, you kind of slipped due to the sheer amount of blood that was starting to gush out of Rill's head. With this, he had a split second to take an action, and take an action he did as he used his head to kind of, like, slam his face into his watch and within a millisecond there was a poof, large poof of smoke and when the smoke cleared Deeks you were left all alone in the warehouse deathly silence falling upon you and that guys is where we were at last session <laughs> so I can't, I can't remember was I Jax when I disappeared was you that? was, yes. Yes, you were still Jax. You hadn't returned back to Ezador at this point in time. Um, obviously, we have a little bit of a conundrum here with you guys being split. So how we're going to do it is this. Deeks, you are currently, obviously, in the warehouse by yourself. What I'm going to do is keep a track of the time as you... Continue trying to find out where your companions have gone. Once you've found your companions, we're going to just quickly zoom back in time a little bit to their point of view of this entire event. And depending on how fast you manage to find them will depend on whereabouts you kind of jump in. That sounds right. okay to you? That sounds fine, yeah. Wonderful. I just need to find my map. And it is right there. So, Deeks, we arrive back at the scene literally seconds after... I'm going to turn that down a little bit. We arrive back at the scene literally seconds after uh, Real has teleported Gregor and Ezador away. Whereas once 
few seconds ago, there was the horrific sounds of fighting and Gregor smashing Rill's head against the gate with a sickle of squelch. There was a sudden and now there's nothing. You are lit only by the candles that are placed on the floor and from the lighting of the various different new mine crystals scattered around the warehouse. What do you do? Gregor? No one. As the door? Jax? Yes. You think you hear in your head, but Did there's I actually hear that? just you think you hear it in your head, but there is only silence around you. Where on earth have they gone? I take a a three sixty view. See if I can see anything that's different than what I was or what was before. Uh, roll me a perception check then, please. With this perception, can I see if there's any portals, like remains of portals left behind as well? Uh, roll me a perception check to begin with, and then we might have you roll something else. Well, that's a natural one. <laughs> First roll of the night, and we're on a natural one already. I can see get... how... I'm just going to get my pedestal for this. Okay. So with that roll, Deeks, you can see that basically there's been a bit of damage to the carriage. There is the pooling of the blood, but to be quite honest, everything happened so quickly, you're not even sure if that blood was there before or not. Uh, Am I aware of the location of the disappearance. I will be, won't I? Yes, you know they were pretty much right yeah. against the uh, gate itself. So if you if you would like, you can just go straight up to the gate to have a look. Can you just highlight where that gate is? Uh, yes, I can. It is... So, where the carriage is, it is literally right. just north of the carriage itself. So there's about a... I'd say about a five-foot gap between like the very edge of the carriage where the horses would be and the gate itself. Okay, so I'll scurry around over there to see if I can see any remains of the portal. Yep. Anything roll, I can slip through. Uh, roll me an arcana check then as you have approached this kind of like steel rock gate with some gaps in between it. Um, there is, like I said, there is the blood just slowly, this dark black blood just slowly glooping down. It seems a bit more viscous than normal blood, but... Okay, that's a 14. So with a 14... With 14, there is a bit of a weird, acrid smell in the air. There's a bit of purple mist still hanging around. You don't believe that you could actually just reach into the mist and go through it. But if you've got a spell that would be similar to portaling a misty step or anything like that, you believe that that mist itself, if you cast it around it, it might take you exactly where they teleported to. The only option I've got is new mind crystals. Okay. Now, I remember being in Amrius's room. Uh, the blue new mind crystal mm-hmm. I acquired from the dark market might be the one to use. I'll give it a try. 
and I'll pull okay. and reach out from my bag and I'll say, let's give this a try. Just a warm, 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 warm. And hold it near the the remains of the purple, did you say it was purple mist? Yeah, kind of like this purpley violet swirling mist that is just, it's dissipating as the seconds pass by, but there's still enough of it that as you hold the blue new mine crystal to it, what are you wanting it to do exactly again? What the idea situation would be to open a portal. a portal? Yeah. And what do you believe the blue new mine crystal does? I believe that <laughs> sets up a portal from one location to another where you've dropped another one. Now I'm hoping that this my new mine crystal here can connect with what I'm hoping Rill has. It's not real, is it? Is it real? Yeah, yeah, it's real. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah. I'm hoping it can connect with his blue mind crystal if that is what he's using. I know it was a device on his hand, but it's worth a shot. Okay. So, as you hold out the blue new mind crystal, and there's a strong warm, 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 purple mist starts swirling around, around the actual crystal itself, starts swirling a bit faster there crystal warm 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 at a higher frequency a higher intensity i'd like you to roll me a history check very quickly please it's got to say it's a bomb in the <laughs> 22 so you remember that the person that told you about the blue new mine crystal was robert chesterlake robert chesterlake the forgetful mage robert chesterlake who was once a brilliant wizard. However, now tends to get things muddled up. So whether or not the blue new mine crystal does create a portal or not, well, that's open to interpretation. You may have got that mixed up. That is the risk. But regardless of what the actual usage of the blue new mine crystal is, what its true purpose is, your intention this time has paid off purple mist continues swirling around a heavier vroom 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 to the point where the thrumming is almost unbearable to your to your little little gnome ears you can no longer hear the warming of it but the the mist itself reaches up and creates a path right around the gate itself almost causing another gate from both sides of this arc more purple mist starts swirling around softly and gently but filling up this air until you can no longer see behind it all you can see is the purple mist in front of you okay uh, I will proceed to enter through said mist okay so as you walk through the mist there is a weird feeling of weightlessness of it feels like you are being twisted inside and out. It feels like your insides are being pulled up through your throat and then slammed back where they belong. And as you walk out of this portal, we join Ezador and Gregor. However, before we do that, Ezador and Gregor are. 
Gregor and Ezador, you have a poof. Unlike what has just happened with Deeks, you don't feel your insides and outsides get formed inwards and outwards. Instead, you feel yourselves being dragged downwards, almost in a spiral. But before you can even comprehend what has just happened, you land kind of with a sudden start, both of you, with your feet hitting a metal crate with a uh, metal grate with a sudden <gasps> stop. As you look around, you can see directly in front of you is Rill, kind of crouched over, panting deeply. His head hung over as black blood continues glooping down. The room itself is dimly lit by numerous torches around the entire area. The torches themselves showing Esidor right next to you is a mound of indescribable flesh oozing blood out onto this metal crate, uh, metal grating. Next to that is what appears to be maybe a toilet. Gregor, next to where you are, is a desk, again lit by a lantern. And all around this entire area are more mounds of these flesh, just oozing more and more blood. And as you look around, you can see other apparatuses, apparatus, other equipment, other tables, chairs. None of them look very appetizing to sit on. If you wish, you can explore this room a little bit more, or you can deal with the immediate threat in front of you. Ooh. Um. There you are, you sniveling little worm. I'd say, Gregor, you're not too good at this killing lark, are you? And then can I grab him? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Roll me a strength check then, please, to grab him. <laughs> is it a natural 20 oh god it's there <laughs> I was going to say I can't see it but I'm going to assume believe, if... everyone believes you I was going to yeah, say I believe, believe you yeah. oh it's a nat 20 <laughs> okay I was going to say I believe you on this one if you've got the happy face and you're willing to turn the camera down I believe that's a natural 20 yeah in a so... convenient dark spot <laughs> but it is it's 20 <laughs> what a surprise <laughs> <laughs> As you kind of like lean down, you squelch your like your tentacles of and it wraps around Rill's neck. Rill, who has just been bent over, panting, catching his breath, just as this tentacle, this gooey, squishy tentacle, wraps around his neck. You now have him. What would you like to do next? I would like to go. Ooh, that's a nasty little boo boo you have on your head. Let's smack him against the floor with it. <laughs> <laughs> Roll to hit with advantage. Is it again? He he now his slightly webbed fingers are now trying to claw at this tendril that's wrapped around him. Right, Jax, do not kill him. That hits. So roll. What is your unarmed damage? Ding dong, finding my sheet. It's somewhere on the screen. Um, I had it up a second. Oh, it's on the web page, isn't it? It's a PDF. There we go. Uh, sorry, what did you ask? Uh, what's your unarmed attack? Uh, 
that would be whereabouts is that on here? Uh, it'll be your strength modifier plus. Uh, give me one second. An arm strike. Yeah. Yeah, on actions. That the bottom of your weapons should say on arm strike. It's just your strength modifier plus one. Right, so whatever well, your strength, my strength modifier, well, on Ezidor is plus two. Okay, so roll me 1d12 and add three to it. As you, as Rill is scrabbling to grab hold of this gooey, viscous tendril, his fingers kind of slip through, he's unable to get purchase. You raise back and you slam his head. Is that with the plus three as well? No, that's 12. With plus three? That'd be 14. Did you roll a nine plus three? three. Sorry, yeah. So you raise his head back and slam it with a heavy push into it. You can feel his face impact on the grate. You can feel it, his nose smash, his jaw break, his cheekbones just crumble underneath. But still, (coughs) this poor man is still alive. I barely touched him. Well, he's not going to give us information now, is he? I seem to remember, Gregor, you getting rather bloodthirsty back there and smashing his face into the wall. At least I knew where we was. We don't have a clue where we are. You deal with him then. I'm going to turn on him. Is your tentacle still wrapped around him? Oh, no, sorry, I threw him on the floor when I was Ah, arguing with Gregor. I was like, so, floor. Let me just roll something here as you throw it. You throw him on the floor, the gooey tentacle letting go. <laughs> His face smashes back into the ground due to you just launching him into the floor. As his face smashes into the ground, again, it hits into the grates and you see parts of his face go into the metal grating itself. (laughs) More blood just starts spilling out quite horrifically. And as this happens, you hear a whomp, 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 As Deeks enters the room, as Rill's face just explodes on this metal grate. Oh, Jax! Oh, little Deeks! (laughs) (laughs) Where did you all go? I don't know, we just ended up just teleporting here and as you is, can see, we we took care of Rill. While he's talking, he... can I just slightly loot the corpse? <laughs> <laughs> is, he, is he dead? I believe so. Um, by the way, Bagsy, that uh, teleporting thing he's got. Uh, Jack's roll investigation, please, as Gregor is saying that, you know, he wants that teleporter. Is everyone okay? Yeah, we're fine, we're fine. Jack's pretty much did all the work. Uh, I'd been planning this for weeks. (laughs) Have you? (laughs) How much time went past? Oh. <laughs> well, 
it's nice that you tried to come and rescue us. I've been us. under so much stress <laughs> with how this session's going to go. <laughs> same, and then all I needed same. to do is just go through the portal and you already killed him. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's not like the DM did an entire time mechanic thing. Oh, no. <laughs> Are we at the end of chapter one now? <laughs> <laughs> We've expedited it very quickly. <laughs> Oh my god, I might have to go on the alternative ending soon. Right, I'll see you all next week. (laughs) (laughs) What did did you roll for your investigation? I got got 21. As Gregor is talking about that device on uh, Rill's wrist, you think, ooh, that's a damn good device. I might might say that for myself. If you wish, you can... That will uh, come in handy for us, uh, there, uh, old Jax. Uh, Still mine. Oh, if, if there's it something, looks it rather, looks rather shiny. Expen- yeah, don't eat it. Expensive one, I think. Yes, that can that that device right there will allow us to uh, transport to to many places. Should we uh, place it in those said places? Not sell. I w- Ooh, well, no, maybe one no. day, but not yes, right now. Not right now. I what, suggest did, one, did of I... Us, one of us should wear it. May it possibly... Me? Did I find anything else on the cops? Um, what else are you looking for? Additionally... Did... Just look through the cops. Okay. See what, see what um, additionally, if you wish, you can also roll an arcana check to see if you actually know a little bit about this watch. Is that me? Uh, anyone, rolled... anyone who's in it. Yeah, well, I've rolled for the loot. Yes. I can roll right? for the check as well. Uh, you can if you wish. Any Anyone can roll for this at this point in time because you're okay, all yeah, I roll stood yeah. around. Yeah. Arcana, was it? Yes, it's Arcana. Uh, let me just have a look for you, Isidore. Uh, check, sorry. Yeah. Jots. Isidore. Spirit worm. Um, who rolled Arcana, sorry? Me. Me. Like okay, in, what in case I could. <laughs> what is everyone's Arcana rolls then, please? And I will get on to you. <laughs> Go on, Gaz. Um, <laughs> I've just realised what my buff is on Arcana. Jeez, it's plus six, so 16. <laughs> nice. All right. Um, Deeks, Gregor, what did you get? 18. 12. 18, 12. Okay. So working upwards then. Gregor, you can see that this is basically an odd looking watch. Uh, rather than the normal watch face, um, there just seems to be a tiny a tiny crystal, but not, not a new mine crystal from the looks of it, but a tiny crystal embedded in the center of it. And leading from that crystal are multiple small pipes, just kind of like leading around it and into it and under it. And you know that when you use it, although just looking at it you're not quite sure how you would use it you know that obviously you can just teleport places deeks with that 18 you know that this is a very rare device called a blink watch 
The Blink Watch essentially replicate magic, essentially replicating Blink or Misty Step. And how it works is you think of a place within around about 25 feet to begin with as a as a amateur user of it and you hit the crystal and you can take you and up to three other creatures with you as long as those creatures are not too too much bigger than yourself you also know that using it too many times in short succession can lead to um, fatigue like very rapid fatigue but you has gone down so easy yes that is it exactly but you also know that people who are used to it can blink quite fast and those who have got used to it can use this blinking motion as a way to get extra momentum for attacking is that 25 feet in, in a place that you've seen before did you say as long as you can visualize it yes so you have to have been there uh, you don't have to have physically been there. Say, like, we're in a large, expansive room that is, let's say, 50 feet. You've literally opened the door into this large, expansive room. You can see 25 feet ahead of you. Yeah. You've not physically been there, but you can see it. You can visualise it in your mind. But if you have been there, you can visualise and move somewhere that's behind a wall, let's say. Yes. Wow. As long as it's within that distance. Mm, that distance okay. may expand further, either with slight modifications or... By becoming more proficient in it. Yes. Finally, right. Jet. Thank you. You know all of this as well. You know about the blink mechanic. You know that um, if you if you blink specifically twenty times without triggering exhaustion, that is when you can start using blink strikes. Blink strikes allow you to make up to two melee attacks at once, and in addition to the normal damage that you would deal with whatever weapon it is that you are attacking with, you can add an additional d6 of damage per attack, which will raise the more proficient you become with it. Additionally, you know it's worth five platinum pieces. <laughs> this is an expensive watch. It's the Rolex <laughs> of the Airflock world. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can see. use it to teleport places. Yeah, you've, you've a seen nice it little trinket. Twice more than that. You've seen it before. This Jax, yes. My my. Well, this is rather useful. Having Ezidor rattling around up here, it works both ways, you know, little dicks. <laughs> I know things I normally wouldn't. This can be a rather handy trinket. It could, yes. Keep it on your on your person for now. It's it's very valuable to us. And with that high roll as a door, with you knowing as much as you do, if you check your Discord in the private messages, you have all the details of the Blink Watch. In addition uh, to that. Uh, sorry, it's in, it's in your direct messages. Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. In addition to that, whilst looting Rill's corpse, you find a set of thieves' tools, one bound script. Uh, it looks like it was a script for a play that Will Rill was writing. However, upon closer inspection, it's trash. There's no emotion to it, which makes sense given that he's a Vidalkin. It's very logical, the entire script. 
but you reckon you could probably sell it for about 25 gold pieces. In addition to that, you find a small bottle with red liquid in it. You would like to roll invest it, uh, Arcana, if you'd like to roll Arcana, you might be able to identify this bottle. That's it. That is a potion of supreme healing. And finally, as you're like kind of going into his pockets, you find a small bag. And in that small bag, as you're kind of like using your slurpy tendril to like leaf through it, you find three platinum pieces and 20 gold pieces. No one's no one's going near Jack's right now. No. <laughs> it's like a dog with food. Do not yeah, approach yeah. him. As I lift well, my lips and turn around I, to, I turn around to keep the fancy watch. I'll be like, can I try and use my blink watch? <laughs> if you wish, yes. I will look at Dick's and I want to appear right behind him. <laughs> What's your proficiency bonus? Cool, you should see, plus three. Okay, yeah, you're fine to do that. Yeah? Yep, you're more than fine to do that. You don't have to roll anything for that. It's just straight up action. So, whereabouts are you? You guys can control your characters, by the way, on the screen. I've already set it up so that you guys can move them around. So if you'd like to just Mm. describe how this works as a door. Right, well, I've just gone through all these pockets and stuff, and I'm just like... "Mm -hmm." Pretty good. I'm gonna look at the blink watch. I'm gonna look at dicks. Right. <laughs> Just do that. Eyes wide. <laughs> I want to appear. I want to appear right up at his ear hole. <laughs> so yeah. I just, I just so go, what you doing, little dicks? <laughs> <laughs> A sudden puff of smoke. Oh, Ezador and uh, Jax is next to you, and dicks, you are five feet in the air. <laughs> 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 I have Jax. a bad feeling about this. No! Not again! <laughs> <laughs> Lines and up, little dicks. You'll live longer. <laughs> what what was that what was that potion? You you got me have a look at the potion. Potion? Oh this. You mean the supreme healing? Yes. Uh, pass you I'll in. Take that. It's a bit I, slimy, I, already, but... I already know what this is. You know it's a potion of heal- uh, supreme healing, yes. You've oh. been around them enough times. Potion of supreme healing. Uh, may I? May you? <laughs> I, I presume I, I would be the ad, at least the administrator of the group. Correct? Was of my stuff. <laughs> So oh, whatever. Put it, you put keep, it in, you... the, in the in the inside of the. <laughs> you get it, little deeks. I didn't even mean to kill him anyway. So brittle people sometimes. <laughs> so, <laughs> you guys, uh, once more, a silence falls into the room, with the exception of the occasional dripping of blood from the metal grate into whatever is directly below you. I'll delete Again. my bottle of supreme healing then, shall I? <laughs> yes, that might be a good shout. <laughs> but I shall add it. <laughs> it's a good shout. 
What's that? Can I hold it? Can I? <laughs> Just got to keep hold of this one. Well, I'm an administrator. you got to get <laughs> So, right. the room uh, around I... you... Sorry, again. Sorry, I was going to say uh, we can move around in this room, can't we? You can, yes. You are lit by five torches, which kind of cast a dim light around the entire room itself. There are some areas that have wooden floorboards. The floors, them, the floorboards themselves, just from initial looks, look to be stained with blood. Um, but where you are itself is metal, as I keep saying, metal grating. Um, very close to you, Gregor, is kind of like a bench, a, a table. Uh, roll me a history check, please. Yep. You're not too sure, but this is a bit reminiscent of the Temple of Merkel that you went into. You're not quite sure why it's reminding you of it, though. Flippin' out, this place gives me the creeps back when I was in the temple. We've uh, been in many temples, Gregor. Two? Two? I'm sorry, what was that? No, no, you, you, it reminds you of the Temple of Merkel. Mm. Yeah, it reminds me of the Temple of Merkel, that's what I said. <laughs> yeah, no, I wasn't quite sure what uh, Jax meant by being in... Uh, sorry, no, I'm not sure what you meant by tomb there, because Jax just said that you've basically been in many temples, probably. Oh, sorry, I misheard him. I thought you said that I haven't been in any temples. I was like, oh, uh, did you mean tomb then? I was like, okay, fair enough. No, this is uh, very see, reminiscent. I do yeah, see a yeah. door, though. There, yes, there is either a door to your east or a door down to the south of the room. Sorry, I will just reveal that. So you can either head to the south or to the east. Hmm. Right. Um, my idea was to put on my ring of invisibility and maybe do some scouting. If you guys want to hang around here, reheal. Uh, we don't really have that much time, remember? We must try and get Vesh. Time is ticking. Yes, Time good point. is of the essence. Well, why don't you take east and I go south? See if I find anything there. And then I'll meet back up with you. Can I use my clock thing again? <laughs> and appear right next to him, Gregor. Gregor, who is only 10 feet away from you, you can use the blink watch, yes. Yeah. (laughs) So you, once again, raise your tendrils, slap it, there's a... And then there's suddenly a... Purple mist appears, and then suddenly, um, Ezador, you are... uh, Jack, sorry, you are directly behind Gregor. Why are you in such a rush to go off on your own, I wonder, Gregor? (laughs) Peering around Get the living shit out of me. No, no, no worries. I thought we can just cover more ground. And I'm going to let my tendrils, like, dangle around him as a circling and go, really, sounds a bit strange to me. Are you trying to intimidate him? Not necessarily. I just want to know why okay. he wants to go off on his own. Okay. I'm acting scary, but that's just because I'm a scary-looking thing. 
because I'm a scary monster. Yeah, a big eyeball, a big beak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gregor, you can just see from the back of you these tendrils start to go around you. All right, Jax, fair enough. Um, where would you want to go? Do you know how to get to... Sorry, what's her name again? Uh... Vesh. Vesh. Do you know actually how to get to Vesh? Wouldn't it be more... What's the word? Um... No. Would it be smarter to go in different places and try and find a... Like, by splitting up? Well, it depends if we want to split the party up, doesn't it? Yeah, but the more rooms we cover, the more likely we'll find her. Uh, just based on experience, we don't tend to do very well when we uh, part ways. Um, it yes. costs me a lot of thinking time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't know. I don't do smart, really. I had that bust out of me when I was a wee boy. What do you think, little Leeks? I think we should all stick together and use logic and head in the direction we should be going. Leeks, as right. you say that, you feel a warmth over you. You feel inspired. You have a point of inspiration. Oh, me. Leeks. Does that mean I've got two? No, because the one that I said before the session was non-canon. That was a joke. Oh, I actually put it on. <laughs> oh. oh, no, I was joking there. No, you don't You don't get an actual point of inspiration for uh, Coogan being a teacher's pet. Okay, I've got one now then. Okay, yes, you I'll now have one. And put it back on. Yeah, inspiration. <laughs> what, what was the choices then? West or east? East or south. East or south. All right, which way do you want to go? Well, I think, I think the answer's rather easy, isn't it? It's either, I'm gonna press my watch. <laughs> I want to go, Oof. clear at the east, entryway. Yeah, within a split second, there's just another and Jax appears in the center of the doorway. We go east. <laughs> I want to clear at the other one. You're gonna tie yourself out. And he He's appears walk in the doorway. Again. Oh, we go south. Jax, you just did that two times in very quick succession. Less than six seconds. You have a point of exhaustion. Oh, it's all right. It's all right, troops. I've only got 16 more jumps to go. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what he's just going to do? Just teleport yeah. everywhere. He's not going to walk or anything. <laughs> Unfortunately, this is a mechanic that I didn't quite think of outside of combat, so now I've got to keep a running total of time in my head. Of time between jumps. I got my tally done. All oh, right, yeah. I'll tell <laughs> yeah, you when I get to 20. <laughs> I was going to say, time between... I'm, I'm hoping you keep track of that. I'm keeping track of time between jumps, whether or not it's... Uh, Hiring you out. All right. Oh. Well, I'm quite tired. Jax, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it possible to uh, 
maybe speak to Isidore. Maybe you can have a rest and recuperate. Yes. Yes, I could probably do a bit of sleep. But don't let him keep me locked in that infernal mind of him for such a long time next time. No, of, of course not. You've, you've shown willing in this uh, with us today and yeah. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't mind seeing you again at all. As long as you stop jumping out and trying to... to and no more trying to eat dicks. <laughs> I don't I'll think I'll he's go, going to eat me. I'm going to like uh, uh, deflate and bring Ezidor back. Okay, just this once... That feeling of exhaustion, Esador, you don't feel it. Oh, does it go? I was wondering if that would go. Oh. But Jax still feels it. So, mechanically, once you jump back to Jax, you still have your point of exhaustion. But Esador himself is fine. Whoa. Ah, Esador. Yeah, well, yes. nice to have you with us. Oh, goes. That was a rather, in, uh, that was a rather eventful half an hour, was it not? Did you, did you see all of that? Yes, yes, I saw it. I thought Jax yeah. did rather well in his he weird, did. strange, sort of violent way. He did. Hmm. He was alright this time. Hmm. I think I mean, we, we could I maybe should... keep him under control a little bit. Yes, I think I need to let him out a bit more, though, because he's getting rather, um, well, strange. Even for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Um, but the question remains... Do we go east or south? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, well, I've stood at south. Why don't let fate do the deciding for us? Yeah, well, I was going to say east, but all right. Yeah, all right. South it is. Okay, so... Going south, if we have finally made our decision on this one. Uh, can, can you give me access to my token? Oh, did I not? That's Sorry. Right. One second. Sorry, Dick, you were oh, no. you were a late stage addition to this map. Yeah, it's alright. Right, you should have control now. Yeah, got it. Wonderful. Yeah. Right, so. So have you had to look at your character as well, is it? Is that a what, sorry? Is that a look at your character as well? Um It's not your proper character, is it? That is kind of, uh, yeah, I was going to say that's a kind of for now placeholder type of look of his character. No, it's good, it's good. Just so, we've got, just so we've got a point of reference. But as you guys open the door, it opens with a large... And you enter into a corridor, one that extends slightly outwards before leading quite a long way down to the left or an immediate door to your right. There's no ornate paintings lining the walls. The walls themselves are just kind of stone walls. The flooring itself is very similar to the flooring that was in the previous room. This kind of like herringbone wood flooring. Like with the other room, it looks worn, it looks faded, it looks cracked, but thankfully there's no actual blood kind of seeping into them. Essentially what you are in is a functionary corridor. There are sets of double doors either to your right or to your left, so to the east or to the west. Um, and there are a couple of doors opposite you as well on either side of the walls. Where the hell are we? I, re I reckon we're going to be going through this for some time. We're already deep into it. 
do you uh, think it's worth? Just, just, just follow the, follow the trail, I suppose. You guys step uh, into the hallway. Yeah. Do I see a window at the other side or anything? Like, yeah. Uh, uh, to the right of me. The right. So is that the east? Uh, yes. 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 Uh, as you're looking eastern, uh, I can reveal a little bit more. No, it's doing. Yeah. Uh, as you're looking to the east. As you're looking to the east, you see that there aren't any windows, but there are a set of double doors immediately to the, uh, to the east of you. And again, uh, on the other side, looking the other way, there are another set of double doors. I'd like you all to roll perception for me, though, please. Perception. I... I feel like I should do it again, but I got that 20. <laughs> okay. All right. 21. 21. And how about you, Deeks? Five. So, Deeks, as you're kind of like, as you guys have walked out into this corridor, uh, you can just hear the creaking of your footsteps underneath you as you're kind of like making your way into the corridor itself. Esidor and Gregor both of you, almost in tandem, and hear almost like a muffled scream, like a <laughs> coming from the west. <gasps> Did you hear that, Gregor? I heard that. Coming to, uh, from the west? From the west, yes. Right. Like a uh, sort of... <laughs> 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 Very tempted to give you inspiration just for that, but no, unfortunately not. Right, can I run directly west to those doors? You can, yes. So as you are running directly west to those doors, again, you can hear more muffled conversation. You can hear slight whimpering, and you can hear, again, whom, 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 of mystical arcane energy from behind the doors. Can what I you... kick the door down? As you're about to kick the door down... Yeah, can I, I just full on... Am I, was I still running when you was there, when I heard all that? Uh, I mean, you heard you heard the shouting, and then you started running. The okay, screaming so kind of stopped as you was running there. Coming from that door? I'm yes, the door screen. that you are directly in front of. So roll me a strength check then, please, as you try to boot the door. As you are doing this, Ezidor and Deet, uh, what are you doing? Just letting him crack on. Yeah, I'm just okay. stunned by Gregor's immediacy. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking. Shocking. We have never had such decisive action. Yeah, it's great. I just like, did you hear that? Like that. Woof. Like the fucking winds of Talos once more. <laughs> he doesn't mess around, does he? Digs. <laughs> 13. Uh, 13. So as you are running, how are you doing this? Are you trying to boot it? Are you trying to shoulder charge it? I don't know whether to do you know, the karate, big karate like uh, jump as they do in like the old movies. It's your call on this. <laughs> I can't tell you what to do. Yeah, yeah. Go on then. I'm gonna as I'm running up, I just do like a <laughs> jump and a karate kick. They're going. Whoa! 
So, yes, Gregor, as you are running, you are running into a full sprint. You bend your knees, you leap up, and uh, Ezador and Deeks, you've never seen Gregor quite this athletic, quite this sprightly and spry. He is a big, heavy dragonborn. You didn't even think that such a thing could happen, but as he starts arcing in the air, he stretches his foot out, and with a heavy poof, the doors blast wide open. As the doors swing wide open, you are met with a large cavernous hall. It is hard to believe that this was once an additional... It's not hard to imagine that this was an additional storage or logistics area when this place was used for its initial real purpose. But now this hall has been converted into something else, something that appears to be a laboratory of sorts. There are crates of crystals stacked all over the room, some spilling onto the floor. Most of them appear inert, yet some of them retain their signature glow, Gregor, as you're looking around. And curiously enough, some of them appear to be cracked and sparking. Elsewhere in the room, you can see that there are numerous tables and desks, each with various scientific and arcane equipment littering them, along with loose paper with illegible scrolls on them. None of that, though, really matters to you. Because in the centre of the room, you can see an arcane circle which looks incredibly similar to the one that you saw at the Temple of Merkel. One that also has slight differences to it in that there is another smaller bright red circle inside of it and stood in the very centre of these arcane markings is the form of a small girl looking a little bit of a cross between a squirrel and a child. She looks tired, beaten and stressed as another figure stood on a raised platform just watches over her and you hear as you boot open the doors Try again! So we join you as Gregor has just opened the doors. Yeah! You're just straight on my feet again. Still got it. You say you're kind of like brushing yourself off. The room falls silent for a second or so. As you're kind of like looking around, the figure on the stage looks down at you. You can see that this figure is clad in a robe, a dark black robe. But uh, roll me a quick perception check, please, Greco, because you are quite a distance away. Would MC stand for cobalts by any chance? No. No, they cultists. do not. They do stand for cultists. Uh, you said perception. Yes, please. For six. Okay, with a six. Um, as this is happening then, Ezador and Deeks, are you kind of running to catch up to him? I wouldn't say I'm running, no. <laughs> You're making a steady pace. You're walking briskly towards the oh, He's only there anyway, actually. Yeah, yeah I'm, go I'm going to say, basically, as he's landing and brushing himself up and kind of picking himself up, you guys also enter, and you, you see the scene, as described before, as this figure. Gregor, you can only really see that he's a, a relatively lean and thin figure. He's quite small at 5'2". He pulls the robe down, and you can see that he's got dark amber skin, a very sharp nose, and generally the upper part of his face is quite sharp. 
with his hood pulled back you can now see he's got white hair just kind of like um coming out at different angles you can see that this is a hobgoblin a wide jaw to him but with no protruding fangs and some large pointed ears spinning backwards as you land and you brush yourself down and as Ezidor and Deeks enter the uh, figure blink- sorry can I blink in because I'm right at the other end of it yes you just suddenly and then next to you Ezidor appears and as this happens the figure looks down ah uh, Gregor <laughs> this this is a surprise an unwelcome one of course but ah, I must admit Drefflan I remember ah you do remember me that's good to know yeah your, your name's been mentioned here and there um, I imagine it has I have a bit of a question for you aren't you supposed to be dead Whatever gave you that impression? <laughs> well, I mean, Rag told me what he did to you, so how the heck can you still be standing? He takes a second, a look of confusion flashes across his face, and you can see him furrow his brow as he's kind of like stood on the very edge of the stage, looking down on you all. But suddenly, a sense of realization passes over. Oh. I believe you might be thinking about one of my accomplices, Muruk. Oh, Muruk, I'm sorry. I always get goblins mixed up. You all look the same. (laughs) A flash of annoyance spreads across his face before settling down. You know, Gregor, for someone who is calling himself a hero someone who is wanting to vanish the apparent evils of Merkel from this land I should not be surprised that you're prejudiced you're after all just a dog of King Titan and of Talos hmm you're right about one thing that you're a dog always following commands Thinking yourself as a hero, and yet all you do is bring ruination across the lands. Did you forget, Gregor, what you and your former accomplices did to the Crystal Elves? To your new accomplices that you have so rapidly replaced Ragnarok and Ivok with? Know the true depth of your evil, of your actions that you carried out in the Crystal Caves. I am not saying I'm perfect. I am... I do my best. Your best evidently is not good enough. Although... Well, that's your opinion. <laughs> I suppose I should thank you. From your buffoonery and those of your former companions. Crystal Elves are no more. Which means questions of my cult cannot be spread anywhere no one has to ask why the previous group before you took so many crystals (laughs) I should thank you really so called hero helping me 
Hmm. Yeah, I don't really know how to answer that, but well, of what I do not. know is you're all you are all stuck in this I don't know what you call this place, but I do know that none of you are going to get out of here alive. <laughs> oh, ever the optimist. Tell me, Gregor, the last time you had this kind of arrogance, how did that work out? Probably not in my favor, but... A dead companion. Another dead companion, a monk, and a bard. And of course, the best one of all, your dragon. Almost like a brother in arms to you. And now you've brought two more. The wayward soul, lost from all time, a hero to some. But I know your true nature, Ezidor. We may have only met in passing in the... in deep doom. But I know of your tale. The statue up top tells of it. The hero. And the monster. I assume Jax is still there with you. Yes, so yes. He, yes, he is. But I'm afraid that he's not as, temp as patient as I am. He's nodded off with all your monologuing. <clears throat> well, beasts can't appreciate fine art, can they? No. And where is that little... So, please go ahead. Go ahead. You're already too late. For what exactly? <laughs> the resurrection of Merkel. I just I just turned to uh, Dix and Azadarth. Yeah, he's trying to uh, resurrect Merkel. Yeah, we need to kill him now. Oh, Agreed. the little gnome. I didn't see you down there, my friend. Dix, wasn't it? That's correct. How do you feel? Being partnered with a mass murderer such as Gregor, willing to replace his friend so quickly. Uh, I'm alright with it. Hmm. I'm not quite sure how to react to that. <laughs> I was expecting a little more emotion, to be honest. But scum attracts scum, does it not? Um, if if said scum here is attracting um, us to you, then yes, I agree. Are you agreed that the, uh, he's actually, you are calling me scum? That's I right. just need to roll something. Why he am I scum? He takes, he takes a step back and he holds his head as he takes one point of psychic damage from that. <laughs> from that quite vicious assault, really. Jesus, guys. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to lie, did not quite expect such viciousness from your kind. Oh well, I'm I'm canny. He hasn't even got into the mum jokes yet. <laughs> An actual smile spreads across <laughs> Dravlin's face. Uh, you see this? This does bring me joy. The optimism, the courage of so-called heroes, right? before it is dashed 
I assume you are here for the girl, are you not? Right, I'm getting bored of this. Can I start charging to the closest cult member? Yes, the closest cult member is stood between Dravlan and the stage, kind of like uh, where one of these, uh, where the glowing symbols are, he's kind of stood between that and a crate. Right. Next to him I... in the centre is Vesh, though, and Vesh is still kind of huddled over, just sobbing quietly to herself, blood dripping from her face. Right, I just get, give a quick look at her, like, ooh, that looks nasty. And then I just look straight at the cult member, and as I start pelleting it, can I put the ring of invisibility on? Roll me a sleight of hand, please. Um, what's the range here? Uh, the squares are five feet. Much. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I was just talking out loud. Oh, yeah, sorry. Looks like we're on the go. Can I just quickly say to Deeks, like, do you want to get the little hamster or shall I? Um, I, mean, I could try something, I suppose. Um, Esador, you do need to move your token, though, I'm afraid, mate. Oh, but I moved it. I just blinked next to Gregor, did I? Yes, you did. Whoop. So, yes, um, Greg. Sorry. Sorry, you've all got one action before what will happen. So, Gregor, you wanted to slip on the ring of invisibility? Roll me a sleight of yes. hand. Uh, can I use my point of inspiration, please? You can, yes. Right. Can I try and charm? Who are you trying to charm? Draflan. Uh If you are in reach, then yes, you can. Yeah, I am in reach, yeah. 63. 20. So, 20. So, okay. Gregor, Not you natural. are... You are running towards this cult member as you slip on the ring and whoop, you're gone. Deeks, how are you trying to charm Dravelan? Um, Just with a mama joke. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, because he reacted half decently to it. Yeah. Okay, so what... So, can... so I'll just tip my hat. I just say, see if your mama can catch this. And blow charm. Okay, what is the save I need to make? Sorry, scrap that. I was looking at another spell. The range is only 30 feet. My bad. You say that and nothing happens, and Drab One's just like, <laughs> I'm still I waiting, gnome. Up. I am still waiting. I'll allow you to have another action. Yeah, yeah, no, I know that. It was just I was willing, just trying to figure out whether I wanted to move or not. Um, cycle back to me. Okay, Esador, what are you up to? As it is uh, looking, second. Oh, um, I am going to. Well, I want to run over to um, what's the name? The hamster. Uh, Vesh. Vesh. I, I want to run up to Vesh. Okay. And what are you doing when you reach her? You are able to run up to her. As you are running up, two of the cultists, uh, well, all three of the cultists that are placed around the area, so two at the peaks um, and one near a desk, all look at you and 
Draplin just kind of lifts his hand up. Let him. As I say, they are far too late. Okay, I'm going to put my hand on Vesh and go, you all right there, little Vesh? You just hit it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. They, they were they so much stuff to me. Oh, don't worry, we'll have you out here in no time. Uh, can I... I haven't actually done an action, but I did use all my run to get there. Is that it? I'll let you have an action. It's basically a turn, essentially. So Gregor has been able to move next to the cultist, I'm assuming, with his Ring of Invisibility on. Yes. Yeah, so place yourself next to that cultist then. Uh, so yes, you can have an action. Right, can I... No, 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 no. Just... You've no. done your action. You've put your I ring on it. Not fine. Ezidor has an action because he's just gone over to Vesh. Sorry. I take it one tile is five foot, isn't it? It is, yes. Ah. <laughs> Alright, let's do... something. Alright, let's do this. You know what? I'm just going to do a blade ward. Okay, so what on Vesh? Uh, yeah, you? if I can. I was looking to see if I could do that, but it just says, yeah. I must be able to. I'll I feel. I feel. I'll just double check, but I'm fairly sure you can cast Blade Ward on someone else. Well, it's a rune, in it. You extend your hand and trace a sigil of warding in the air. Yeah, it just says you. Bludgeoning and piercing and slashing damage dealt by weapon attacks. Uh, give me one second. Uh, no, unfortunately, it can only just be on you. I'm afraid. Oh. Okay. Can I change however, that then? <laughs> however, I roll me just a straight up arcana check if you wish to try it on Vesh. Okay. Oh God. Um. Arcana. Well, that was so I've done it. Right, put that in its own window. There we go. Right, I can't. Uh, so that's two plus six. Eight. Eight. Okay, let me just. Yeah. You trace the symbols in the air and you place your hand on her shoulder. You feel like something has happened not quite what you wanted to happen though but you do feel like she is protected from some forms of attacks okay and finally Deeks I'm just going to go in for a shocking grasp on uh, Draftland okay I'm assuming you have the range for that Yeah, I'm assuming you have the range for that, yeah? If, you, if you've got the movement speed to reach him, you can do that, but it's a touch one. Do we need the movement speed if we're not in combat? Just because this is a, uh, it's a turn of action before combat. It's an encounter. Because mm. um... this, this is basically happening as he's just finished monologuing. You can see he's about to do something. 
I'm going to stay where I am and change that to Ray of Sickness instead. Okay. So... Uh, yes, so a Ray of Sickening greenish energy lashes out towards a creature within range. Yep. I need to make a spell attack against the target. Yep. Um, so we'll see how that goes first, yeah? That's a good shout. That's an 18. An 18. That just makes it. Nice. Okay. So that's going to be 2d8. Yep. And you need to make a con saving throw 15. On. Okay. He saves. Okay. Uh, and that is also... 2d8, that's a shit roll, it's 3 damage. So And he saves, saves the, the save, yeah, the con yeah, save, yeah? Yeah, he beat that. It's a shame. So minus 3, you say. So how, how do you do this ray of sickness, then? Um, I'm going to stay behind where everyone is, obviously. I'm tucked behind this wall. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm just looking through the line of sight behind Gregor. And I'm just crouching down. Save the heart, did it? Don't want him to know that I've done it, really. It's going to be a bit difficult when it hits him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so you're crouching, trying to hide. That was just in case it filled. As you're trying to hide, Dravlan is still looking around the area. <clears throat> I am conflicted. You see, we have already achieved our goals. What harm is the little squirrel girl to let go? But then again, we have not fulfilled our contract with Halfwood. So, unfortunately for you all, she cannot be allowed to... L and as he's about to say that, he just takes a step back and just... <coughs> just kind of reaches to his mouth and just kind of wipes. You see, I try to be nice. I try... To avoid bloodshed. But like I said, scum attracts scum. Do it, Ezidor, do it now! You leave me no choice. Attack them. Wipe uh. them off the face of the Athlock! Roll initiative. Hey. Okay, so order of combat then is Deeks. Cultist 2, Ezador, Dravlan, Cultist 1, Gregor, then Cultist 3. So. Sorry, were you going to say something there, Coogan? No, no, I was just nearly last there. It's like, ugh, great. Yeah, almost last, not quite. Uh, will this be last? Yeah, we'll have a lively battle track for this one. Okay, so Deeks, you, my friend, are up first. Oh, God. Not prepared for this. Um... All right, okay. Screw it. I'm going to cast Blair. Okay, how does that work? So, Tony this Blair. is... No... 
just just blare blaring myself so it's it cost me an action um, my body becomes blared shifting and wavering to all who can see me for the duration any creature has disadvantage on attack rolls against me okay an attacker is immune to this effect if it doesn't rely on sight as with blind sight or can see through illusions of the true sight okay so how are you doing this then how does this how are you conjuring this around yourself subtly so what can it will you allow me to do it with my move yes yes it'll yeah. just cost okay. your movement and your action yeah all right so i'm gonna move straight towards uh where vesh is mm-hmm. so fine and as i'm as i'm doing so i'm sort of waving in and out as i'm as i'm lifting my hat off and i'm waving through and i'm sort of creating that sort of illusion as if i'm shifting and then it'll eventually turn into a blare just as i'm moving across this path here okay yeah so as you're starting to pick up speed you're starting to dip and dive move around your form starts to become more blurred a bit more intangible to everyone else yeah okay and is that your movement go done then that's yeah that's me my go done okay so cultist 2 then it has pretty much just seen a dragonborn charge at him and then turn invisible so this guy is kind of like looking around in a bit a bit of confusion he's not really sure what to do so instead he decides that the best thing to do would be to make his way to Dravlon to protect his uh his master essentially that's fine but I'm not locked in combat with him. You are, so you have a um, attack of opportunity on him. However, this will reveal you to him. Ooh. Even if I miss. Even if you miss, you've made the attack. Bollocks. Uh, you don't have to take attack of opportunity if you don't wish. Mm. No, no, actually, I'm going to leave it for now. Okay, yeah, so he makes his way, he kind of sprints away and just turns to face towards the room. He's kind of like stood below this stage, which is just a bit taller than him, and it is lit by candles, so the three of you can, you can't really see this cultist's face, but the surrounding area around him is lit up, but his face is just cast in shadows. He draws out a long blade and just holds it directly in front of him, preparing himself. Esidor, we're up to you. Right. Uh, I'll stay with Besh. So I will do magic missiles. Okay, who are you aiming for? Uh, I'll do all three cultists. Okay, so how are you doing this then? What form is this taking from Esidor? Okay, well, I've still got my hand on Besh, doing that ward thing. I'll just do my other hand and go... Yeah, uh, get the missiles going. Maybe so hopping around. Swirling, me swirling around. This bright purple light swirling. And I just say to it, really cool, like time for fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> and then shoot them. <laughs> These missiles flare out, taking almost the form of fireworks. With like, <laughs> what damage does that do? Because I believe magic missiles always hit. Uh, yes, well, it's 120 feet, and it's 1d4 plus 1 damage, and I can do it at my level. Yep. 
I've only got it filled in in the first spell slot. Uh, I believe at your level you'd be on level two spells, so right, you can so cast it. So I'll do it to the second level, which means I have four. Okay, so where is this fourth missile going then? I'll do Vesh then. Why not? Vesh. Not Vesh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, are you sure you want to do that? Do you mean Javelin? Javelin, yeah. Okay, roll, <laughs> roll your damage then. As these these three missiles start going, just spreading out, but then a fourth one just poofs into existence, and another. Second level, bitch. Definitely, <laughs> just like I do not know what you mean by second level. Well, what am I rolling for? Um, you're rolling your one d four. The what? Your oh, damage. Yes. Yeah, automa- magic missile always hits. Yeah, yeah. I was like, it's four plus one, which makes no sense. Right. Uh, so I need to do that four times. Yes. All right. Uh, Javelin. Boom. Yes. Three. That's four. So minus four. So the first <laughs> impacts straight onto his chest. He takes a step back, stumbles slightly, but then just. <laughs> Well, just Cultist two, I'm assuming. Yeah, just peppering you up. Uh, Cultist two, three. The second, Cultist. the second missile hits Cultist two square in the face, blasts his hood off, and you can see an el- a relatively elder, el- elderly man. You'd say he's probably within about five years of you, Ezidor, in terms of looks. The magic missile hits him in the face. He grasps. He drops his sword that is now clattered onto the floor and he grasps his face as one side of it is badly singed. Nice. Uh, Cult is three. Yep. Boom. Five. Mm. Again, this, the missile straight into his throat. He just just starts heaving a little bit as it deals a fair amount of damage to him. And finally, and, uh, Cultist one. Cultist one. Five. And again, another. Meow. This one hits him square in the chest, and again. <coughs> Just a. Not quite a scream of pain, but an outlet of pain from him. Okay. Can I move then? With you can. Vesh. Yes. East. East. Okay, so like heading back towards the doorway then. Yeah, get him over. Okay. There. Okay, so yes, uh, you kind of grab onto her little hand, and you start dry, you start pulling her back east. As far as I can go east. Okay, what is your movement? Uh, thirty feet walking. Uh, five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. So Vesh is following behind you then. And as Dravlan sees you start to drag her away, it is now Dravlan's turn. He kind of readies himself and just drops straight down off the stage itself. I was going to let you take her, but now I am not so sure that you even deserve a creature with such potential. And as he says that, DM definitely doesn't reload his spell. He casts old person uh, 
third level on Vesh. Can... Can Go I on? take a reaction there? It depends what the reaction is, and if it is a reaction. Counterspell. Okay. It's one reaction which you take when you see a creature within 60 feet of you casting a spell. He is in 60 feet. Uh, what level does Counterspell work up to? Fair. Um, it works up to fourth level. Okay. So that is a spell slot from you then, as um, Dravlan just says, you know, I am not so sure you deserve someone of her potential. He reaches out and he starts kind of like gripping towards her to try and stop her using whole person. How do you counterspell, Deeks? We counter spell by raising a hand and trying to catch the spell in the palm. <laughs> okay, this this it's works bit, because you were that wasn't it? It was very Matt Berry, was that? This works because you are literally stood behind Vesh. So as yeah. this magical incarnation of spells starts rippling towards her, you kind of like reach up between her and Ezador, and just before the spell touches her. It swirls around in your hand violently before out of existence. Dravelan does not does not look like a happy man, to be quite honest. He is uh, a little bit pissed at you, Deeks. Let's, well, let, let's just let's just finish the the counter spell thing first, because there's still some stuff that needs to be done. Go on. Um. So. It was, if the creature's casting a spell, it's, it's a third level spell you said, wasn't it? Yes, it was third level. Oh, right, that's fine then. So if, it, if it's casting a spell of third level or lower, its spell fails and has no effect. Yes. Yeah, that's fine then. If it's fourth, I need to do something for it. Yes, that's that's why I was asking about what uh, level you've got. Yeah, so that we just fine. missed some stuff there, but that's all right. So I've caught it, yeah? Yep. And I'm assuming it just... Yes. Just kind of like I'm just going to absorb I'm just going to absorb it and just sit with just it. Just zoomps into you. It's mine now. For a split it. second, <laughs> you feel your entire body grow rigid, almost like you're held in by chains, and then just each of these chains snaps, freeing you. And the spell, it, it, you don't gain anything from it, but yeah, the spell is now inside of you. As Dravelon looks with a mixture of shock and annoyance, he starts making his way with purpose. Five, ten, fifteen. Good catch, Nifflin. Ah, I'd suggest you should get make haste. Has it all? Let's go. But uh, haste he we will make. <laughs> manages to just about reach Vesh almost. He is about five feet away from her. And at this point, he is going to use his second attack. No, I should have pushed it for me. To do. One second, I just need to check how this one works for him. As he makes his way to Vesh, he sees you, Deeks, the little gnome who has just stopped his spell. He is grimming with fury. Suppose you see yourself as righteous. Do you not? I try my best. <laughs> just need to roll something for travel on here. No. <laughs> he just bursts Knowledge? Up. He, he chuckles like this. <laughs> let's see if you can say it. Yeah, let's see. 
You can take a sacred flame, shall we? And he again reaches out forwards. Let's just double check what I had from my last spell. Now, that was a concentration of up to one minute. What? Counter spell? Uh, sorry. No, not counter spell. Sorry. The duration was one minute from the previous spell I had. Oh, blur. Oh, yes. It's disadvantage, isn't it? So, yes. So any creature has disadvantage on attack rolls against you. Okay. So the way that sacred flame works with him casting it at that level, uh, you must succeed on a dex saving throw. So you get advantage on this deck saving throw, then. All right. What's the save? The save will be... So that plus dex, because it's not a normal one. 16. 16. 16. You're lucky it's not a normal spell attack, because it's much worse. No, well, I've not made it. Um, that's a 9. Okay, so you take... That's not. The fun of having so many dice. As he reaches up and just kind of like chucks this flame almost daintily between Vesh and um, Ezador towards you, you take six points of um, burning damage. Uh, sorry, six points of radiant damage, not burning damage. Okay. Oh. I suppose I suppose I deserve that <laughs> Finally Did one you know? of you with a sense of humour Yes, yes. <laughs> Just chuckles again to himself slightly Grabbing, Grab Ezidor's leg <laughs> <laughs> Just scrabbling for his leg That, that really hurt <laughs> I Look have an Oe <laughs> Got that potion don't you I do. I don't need it just yet. So, at this point, seeing what's happening, Cultist 1. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. He can get to there. Also tries to converge on you guys. Uh, seeing that Dravlan is essentially attacking Deeks, um, this guy is also going to try to make an attack. And... He reaches into his pocket, into not into his pocket, he reaches down into his bandolier and pulls out a small throwing knife. However, rather than attacking Deeks, he's going for the one who has Vesh, who has Vesh's hand. He reaches back and launches a throwing knife at you, Ezador. Just a 17 hit. Uh... Yes, so you take three points of damage and roll me a constitution save, please. Constitution, yeah? Yes, you are looking to be a 14. Oh, well, I've done it without my buff. I've got 15. Okay, so this dagger kind of like slams into the back of your shoulder blade you feel quite an immense pain directly like where your shoulder blade is just below your neck kind of like a sudden <coughs> type of thing you feel almost an instinct to let go of Vesh from shock 
but instead it just causes your hand to grip tighter onto her. We are now up to Gregor, I believe. Ooh. Yes, we are up well, to Gregor. Right. All right, after seeing Draflan jump off the stage and run very close to Vesh, mm-hmm. I am literally just going to come up to him, yeah, at the side of him, and still in my visible phone, I'm just going to put my hand right up to his face. Okay. And I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt at level six. Jesus. Not I'm that taking third fu- level show, sir. I was going to say, I didn't think that you had six-level spells yet. Fuck it, aren't you? are pissing around today. <laughs> okay, so level, uh, third-level Guiding Bolt. Mm-hmm. How does this work for you, then? Um, well, I just roll for it. Oh, uh, it is a ranged spell attack against the target. Because you oh. are placing it against his head, I need you to roll with disadvantage, I'm afraid. Disadvantage. Yes, if you make a ranged spell attack too close. If you make any ranged attack too close, then you take a disadvantage, I'm afraid. Fair enough. Uh, Okay, I'm going to change my mind on that. And I I don't think that's really fair. (laughs) All right, fine. You don't think it means. I knew he was going to say that. (laughs) Yeah, I can't. If this was early in the campaign, I would have allowed that, but this is... Fine, fine, yeah. I almost let that go, then. <laughs> um, 20... No, it's thingy, isn't it? Uh, it's disadvantage, I'm afraid. 11. I was like, 17, get in there! <laughs> Oh, okay. I just need to roll for something here. Nope. So, I didn't expect to trigger this so quickly. As you place your hand on Drathlan's face for a guiding bolt, you feel the righteous fury well up inside of you reach from your chest straight up your arm you hear into your hand and as you push forward Dravlin notices and with just the slightest of movement moves his face ever so slightly there's a as this guiding bolt misses slamming into chests on the other side as the chests fly upwards tinkling noises can be heard as new mine crystals fall. Everyone roll a quick perception check, please. 17. 17. Oh, my God. Oh. Uh, Someone rolling my dice, 20. <laughs> natural 20. Oh, is it perception? Yes, please. Uh, 20, not natural. Okay, you all see this then. Um, let me just open this. As the guiding bolt misses and it hits the chests and the new man crystals fly up in the air you see two of them both bright green crack just with a and then shatter with a and more as more and more energy leaks out of these crystals and then suddenly the entire place starts shaking heavily harder than you ever thought was possible 
And as it starts shaking, you all look down and you see starting to protrude from the ground two tree shoots rapidly smashing through the boards with a heavy At first you think that's it. The tree roots are keeping on rising and you all realize with horror that you are rising with them. As the floor... Sorry, Deeks? I was just see if I could talk yeah, to Ezidor. Ezidor, we're all together. Uh, your watch, you remember the horse cart? Yeah. yeah. I- I'm actually waiting for my girl. Take us all, man. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm waiting. Yeah. I'm waiting. I was to say it just in case he was going to fucking kill us all. No, no, I, lost I remember, I remember I waiting for my girl to come round. <laughs> the floor is rising rapidly. Uh, you hear more crunching noises. And as you look around, you can see that the doorways that are open leading into the corridor, the corridor is no longer there. You are rising at a very, very rapid rate, faster than you thought imaginable. Within a second, you hear another terrible as you burst through the lower area of the dark area, you shatter through the bedrock. And as the walls start falling away from the damage, you see that you are rising higher and higher and higher in the air, well above Salt Harbour. You've smashed through the commercial area. And as the as the um, stage essentially starts rising, as the floors start rising and rising, you start to feel a bit more difficult to breathe. You hear a very confused bird, kind of like, ah! As it passes by, you burst through the cloud tops. You hang there for a second. As you look around, you can see the other rooms that were dragged along with you start to fall. One branch, uh, one tree root suddenly disappears, and so does the other. You are kind of left hanging in the air for a split second, and then you start tilting one way and another. Everyone roll with me a strength check, please. Right, I'm grabbing on to Deke and Vesh. Okay. Right. Oh, so it helps stabilise them. Well, yeah, just keep... I'm keeping locked tight to them like that. Okay. Um, I thought he was going to say, I keep hold of these and I'm going to press the button, (laughs) leaving me. Well, I mean, given that that you are (laughs) hundreds of feet in the air. Deeks, roll yours with advantage, please. I got a nat 20 on my first one, so... I mean, I assume we're out of combat now, aren't we? Uh, this is kind of a pause in combat. Oh, God. This is a different phase, if you will. A phase two, if you will. 13. 13, okay. Um, Ezidore, you need to roll with disadvantage, I'm afraid, because you are holding on to them. Uh, what am I rolling for again, sorry? Uh, strength, please. Strength. Yes. Not bad, great, 13. 13, okay, let me just roll for these guys. Sorry, I'm also needing to just calculate that as well.
Okay, so Deeks, you got a natural 20. Yeah. Gregor, you got a... 13. And Ezidore, you got a... 13. 13. Okay. So then, with that roll... Ezidor, as you're kind of like holding on to Vesh, unfortunately, you do not manage to keep hold of her. You kind of like start tilting backwards and you start rolling back and you slam against the stage with a heavy... <coughs> as that happens, Vesh starts falling forwards a little bit. But Deeks, luckily, you are able to run after her and just kind of keep hold of her on the very, very edge of this platform. As you see that, you see one of the cultists just pretty much... You see cultist free pretty much fly off the side with a... Just a kind of a scream of desperation as he falls off. Just a... Ah! A Wilhelm scream, if you will, if one could do a Wilhelm scream, but one can't. Gregor, you managed to just about keep your footing before starting to tumble backwards. You come incredibly close to dropping into the lower area beneath you, the other part of the warehouse that was ripped out. Whoa, 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 whoa. Dravlan has found himself pulled all the way back to the far end of the room, or the remnants of the room, and the third cultist is teetering dangerously close to another hole. And yeah, this was in the air. This is you guys in the air. If you zoom out a little bit, you might be able to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> can see see uh, clouds. Well, Ed clouds and pissed. Yeah, salt salt harbor, harbor. It is. And there, in the distance, in the other corner, is one of the other rooms falling away. <laughs> That's brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> right. Now so. Let's back. <laughs> yeah. Fine. 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 <laughs> 25 feet, I'm afraid. <laughs> so, oh, it is, isn't it? It <laughs> is. Feet. Yeah. Like I said, someone may have calculated a lot for this run through. Can't I just so, think when I'm 25 feet off the ground? <laughs> See, then we have to take into effect physics, terminal velocity, and inertia. I did. I did the math. Did you? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Tell me, Ezidor, when does one reach terminal velocity? No problem. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, Ezidor, yeah? what's terminal velocity? 318 mile per hour. Sure would be a shame if we were definitely going to reach that. Nonetheless, Gregor... Ten you times every metre. Guys, I pray that you do not make me have to calculate terminal velocity for each of your falling characters depending think, on their weights and the distance. Think in distance. I pray. 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> Gregor, I believe you said that you had not quite finished your turn. I was going to use a bonus action. Um, mm -hmm. <gasps> I've got a carpet. To cast. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I've got a bonus action, uh, my spiritual weapon. Okay, how are you doing that then? Uh, to be honest, I was going to use on Draftland just before, I, like, if, after I missed. Uh... Well, Cultist 2 is still next to you. He is kind of like scrambled, he's gripping on, but as the platform, what is now essentially a platform, has kind of like balanced itself out before it starts dropping, 
he started to push himself back up to his feet. Uh, yeah, can I use my spiritual weapon to knock him straight on his ass again? Okay, uh, how do you summon this weapon then? Uh, let's have a look. You create a floating spectral wep- uh, weapon within range that lasts for the duration or until you cast this spell again. Okay. Uh, when you cast a spell, you make a melee spell attack against uh, a creature within five foot. Okay. Of, uh, of the weapon. On a hit, uh, the target takes force damage equal to 1d8. Okay, uh, so how are you summoning this weapon then? What is this weapon itself? What does it look like to you? Uh, basically, as I'm swinging, I'm like swinging my hand around and then I form, uh, what do you call it? A ma- uh, what do you call it? Like a ball and a chain. Oh, that's not a mace. Uh, just call it a ball and chain. Yeah, just a ball and chain with like some spikes and I swing it, swing it. And as he's just about to rise, I'm going to knock him straight into the head. Okay, roll to hit. Ooh, that's good. Uh, 19. That definitely hits. So roll your damage. Lovely. It's just, I believe. Spiritual weapon. 1d8 plus 2. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. On a level 3, it doesn't seem to change. Is that normal? Uh, like the, da- the damage just seems to be the same. Believe so. Uh, let me have a quick look for you. Check check the bottom part of the description on the actual spell to see if it says it goes up. One d8 for every two spell slots above third, uh, above fourth. second. Sorry. So it would do it on fourth level, sixth level, eighth level. Oh, so there's okay. no, there's no real tangible effect for you doing it at third level. No. No. Fair enough. Okay. I'm gonna dial it back. I'm gonna think. I think I'm just gonna. I think it's it. No, it's not a cantrip. Never mind. Uh, guide and vault. There's where are you? Spiritual weapon is at. Uh, yeah, second level. Okay. So yeah, roll so, your damage. That's one d Not bad. Um, eight altogether. Um, force damage. Okay. So as you um, swing this ball and chain towards him, it cracks him underneath and lifts him off the floor. He kind of staggers back, but just about keeps his footing. But as he kind of raises his face, you see his jaw is almost hanging off. He's gushing blood from the wound on his face, just (laughs) unable to Out of my way, I'm here to kill a goblin. And that is the end of your go then. So we are back up to you, Deeks. Oh, is that cultist back on the uh, ground again? What, uh, C2? No, he managed to keep his footing. Just. Um, I think, I believe I've already given you... Yeah, you should be able to control yours, JB. Um, can I? Yeah. Yeah, I can. <sighs> now, I'm debating two different things here. Mm-hmm. What would you say a 20-foot circle would be? Because I can never work this out. Um, Is that I, four squares together? I would say 
draw a circle, use yourself as the point of it, and then draw... Hmm, that's a good question. Let me just have a think myself on this, because that is a good question. If you use that as the point... It's, it's kept coming up a couple of times. I've not used it because I can't quite work out what that means. I do remember you've done it as radius before. Yeah, so I think... Is that 5, 10, 15, 4, 20. But yeah, it could be a little bit. So if that is your centre there, Deeks, I would say that is a 20-foot radius. Bigger than I thought then. I was thinking like a Windows icon, four squares. And, right. and, and how are you working that out? Two squares to the left, two squares to the right? Yeah, but I've realised that. Um, I'm doing it basically as four squares cross. Like, uh, if you can see, well, you can't see, there's a box basically around the circle, and I'm making it so that the box itself takes up four squares each, rather than the circle itself, so that would be the circumference that is. One, two, three. Yeah, four, you have to, you have one, to make a decision that it's either two and a half, sorry, one and a half at each side, or two on each side. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say how it works is that if you draw the circle yourself, there is a box around where you draw the circle. So that box has to take up four squares across and four squares down. And then the circle inside of that is your 20 foot. So essentially what I've drawn there is your 20 foot radius. And if we're doing it from the center of you, it would be about there-ish. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I just wanted to know for future. I'm not going to use it right now. That's fair. Um, I will just move what? that into the clouds. What I am going to do is... Um, grab Vesh. Yeah. I'm going to head this way. Uh, which uh, way is this way, please? This way. I meant dis describe it all to you, please. Sorry. <laughs> So, towards the southwest of this platform we're on. Yep. Um, closest towards the sea. Okay, so kind of like where there is a bit of a hole that's opened up to one of the lower areas underneath you. Y yes. Okay. So, yes, if you're pulling Vesh along, then she definitely comes along with you. Come on, Vesh. And what I'd like to do is, I'm going to say to her, I'm going to say, stay close. Okay. Keep an eye around yourself. Okay. And uh, stay with me. I'm, go I'm just going to try something here. Her eyes wide. I'm going, to, I'm going to raise my hands up. Yep. And I'm going to shout, Renarial. And what this what this does is it opens my folding boat. <laughs> oh yes, go for it. So this it's a box that unfolds into a ship twenty four feet long. 
and eight feet wide <laughs> and six feet deep. Uh, the ship has a deck, rowing seats, five <laughs> sets of oars, a steering oar, an anchor, a deck cabin, and a mast with a square sail. The ship can hold 15 medium creatures comfortably. Blimey. Jesus. And I'm just going to sit in it. <laughs> okay. With <rest. laughs> So this, this boat, <laughs> if you open the box, this boat just kind of boomsh, just boomsh into existence. What size is the boat in dimension? Sorry. The size was 24 feet long. 24 feet long. Okay, so that is about five. Um, that is about five squares. So are you at the tip of the boat or in the center of it? What, where am I myself? Yes, where are you sitting in the boat? I would sit um, around about the center, I'd say. Okay, so two in front of you, two behind you, you in the center. I'm assuming one, two. It's eight one, feet wide. Two. It kind of comes out similar to around about here, then, just like on the very edge. I'm assuming of the actual building itself, yeah. as it's like. What, what I was trying to achieve is it's just resting on the tip. Yeah, so it's almost balancing on the edge. Yeah, it's almost balancing on the edge. Yeah. Um, for the next step but I'm just sitting patiently in there with Vesh and hoping everybody else just sort of sees the boat and maybe uh, <laughs> maybe heads this direction just, uh, <laughs> with a swift kick from Jax <laughs> I like that um, does it say how much it weighs this boat uh, no it doesn't okay I'm gonna feel the weight of the box itself that it comes out of is only mm. four pound Okay, yeah, so this boat bumps into existence, and for a split second, as you sit into it, uh, as you and Vesh both sit into it on the very edge of this building, it ever so slightly tips, almost an imperceptible amount. But as you're kind mm. of like looking, waiting for everyone else to like join you, you see more of the crystals start just rolling towards you. Quite slowly, but there's a slight tilt to it. Okay, well, I'm going to keep that balance and uh, move accordingly for that balance. Yep. Um, um, as that is, so that is a move and an action there. Yes. Um, that'll that'll do for me. Okay, so we are now up to Cultist Two then, who is locked in Mortal Combat with Gregor. Definitely can probably make this. He picks up his sword once more. By picks up, I mean draws his sword. And he's going to make a slashing attack at Gregor. And I'm assuming a 14 won't hit you. Say again. I'm assuming a 14 doesn't hit you. Ooh, just misses it. I have changed my armor to it is a 14 now. It's 14. Hmm. So attacker wins. Oh, bollocks. We've always Mine. done attacker wins, I'm afraid. Oh, fine. Okay. So that will be... Nice. As he slashes down and across, you take seven points of damage. Is it kind of like you you try to block it yourself? Just I'm assuming just with like your gauntlet or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And it kind of like skitters across the gauntlet at first, but then digs in where your shoulder is, just sweeps up, and there's a splash of blood that raises high in the air before splattering back down on this ground. He says nothing. He cannot say anything. His jaw is literally hanging. He's just like, oh, 
Nothing to say. <laughs> nope, don't understand that language. We are now up to Ezidor. Hmm. The boat intrigues me. <laughs> uh, I should have used my bonus action, should I, to shout? Should have. What, what was the range on this blink watch thing? 25 feet. Using it doesn't expend your movement action, I don't believe. Wait, it's an action? It is an action, yes. So you can theoretically, let me just double check here, but you can theoretically, excuse me, um, you can theoretically use the blink watch and then do your full movement action. Well, I mean, hmm, I still need to deal with this job, man, but I'm going to have to find out what this boat thing's about. Uh, okay, I'm going to go as far as I can south, which is yep. 5, 10, yep. 15, 20, 25. 30, 35, 40. Yep, uh, so you're kind of dashing really? down. Yep. Can if I you're do... dashing, then that's double your movement, but you can't then use your blink watch because dashing costs you an action. Yeah, but don't, but I'll go further if I'm running. I was going to say, you've got to kind of like weigh up yeah, can five, you get further by running? 15, 20, 25, 40. 40. So I've dashed. I've run all the way up to here. Okay, yeah, so you da you dash back uh, away from the... You push yourself up off the stage and you start sprinting, having seen this boat just boof into existence. You sprint through the two glowing sigil circles. And you pass by one of the desks. As you pass by the desk, roll me a quick perception check, please. Eighteen. Eighteen. You can see that two of the new mine crystals there are starting to vibrate rapidly. They are yellow new mine crystals. There's, there's more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can't do anything there now, can I? You cannot. It's not going to... Roll me an arcana check, please. Seventeen. The way that they're vibrating and the frequency of it, they don't look like they're going to explode again anytime soon, but any sudden movement to them, any impact on them, will set them off. And you unfortunately do not know what the yellow new mine crystals do. Right, okay. Um, well, I think that's it. I think I'm done with that. I believe you are, so we are now... Can I just go to Dick's and go? <laughs> I'm gonna allow that. Just, just a quick. <laughs> you two are just like signing to each other. Ezadol confused. Deeks ushering you to come towards him. It is now up. To... <laughs> we are now up to Dravlan. <laughs> Dravlan pushes himself up, and seeing that this boat has popped into existence, he starts moving. I've trusted you here, you know, that you know what you're doing with this boat. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he manages to make it. it. If I get on it and you're like, what? <laughs> 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 Ran all the way over here. 
I, whilst I really hope JB has an amazing plan going, I just secretly hope he has no clue what he's doing. So you're all just sat there, just like, well, what now? <laughs> well, I don't know. As Dravlan is, Dravlan is, as Dravlan is starting to make his way towards you, he sees that Vesh is in the boat, and he just screams, "Bring her back!" And with that, he reaches backwards, and. You know how you did a guiding bolt, Gregor? Yes. Yours is a nice, lovely, kind of white glow, isn't it? Kind of like a bluish whitish hmm. radiance yeah, to it. Right. Hmm. There is a chittering coming from his hand as black glows start radiating around. Electricity is sparking off before it forms in his hand. He reaches back and he launches it directly at Deeks. Can I, um... Are you wanting to counterspell it? Are you wanting to counterspell? You can counterspell it, yeah. You can counterspell it. However... Is it above fourth level? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Can I just check? Oh, this is not to, you know, piss on um, JP's parade and that. Hmm. But just for, as rules-wise, how is this counter working when it's not your go? Then is that like a, it's a, a, it's a, a reaction? It's a special action called a reaction. So only certain moves or spells um, will be reactions. So JB can't use counter spell during his go because unless someone else counter spells him and then he can counter spell back and so on and so forth, it gets very confusing then. But reaction spells or reaction actions can only be used as the name suggests, in reaction to you. But let's say there were more than two people attacking JB in one turn, so after his turn, before his next turn. Dravlan attacks, JB uses Counterspell as a reaction. Cortis 2 does some kind of spell that attacks him. JB can't use a second reaction. Oh. What, about, all the what about when he gets back to his turn then? Is there any... Debuffs us a lot of his go, or does he get his normal moves? No, it just classes as a spell slot. That is. But, having said that, I thought Draftland was, was here and it's not his over there, and I've only got range of 60 feet from the spell, have I? Yeah, I do, so that ain't gonna work anyway. That is better. Oh, actually, let me just double calculate something here because. The D is Draftland, would it? Uh, yeah. 5, 10, 15, Fifty-five. Six. Yeah, you fall just short of that. Just short, right? But unfortunately, a guiding bolt has a range of 120 feet. So he is going to. Are you still in your mist form, uh, Jerry? No. Are you not? No. Well, no. It's only if. It's been longer than a minute since I've done that. It's been it? longer than a minute. Plus, um, you took a hit before anyway, and I believe that it dissipates when you take a hit, does it not? Yeah. I might be wrong on that. That's just from memory, but... Blur, yeah. Yeah. Just says for the duration. Okay, so he reaches back and he launches it towards you. And I am so sorry, but I am almost certain a 21 hits. Yeah. Okay. So, at uh, fifth level. That's four. 
using a spell slot second level or higher, so that's two, three, two, three, <laughs> one, two, three. How nasty are we talking here, Gregor? Uh, well, do you want it? Do you really want to hear it? That's all I need to hear, then, isn't it? <laughs> yep. It's not funny. You take Ooh. 30 points of radiant oh, damage oh, as it just <laughs> straights into you. And I'm going to let you do this roll as a con save for the boat to see if it can withstand that blast. You need to beat a 16, considering how much power was in that guiding bolt. I need to make a con save to see if the boat is intact. Yes. Or to see if, to see if the boat tips over the edge. Let's start with intact, with a con save of 16. Thank you for giving me that idea. D&D. Well, it's, it's just a because I've effort. got a, it's just because I've got a point of inspiration, so I wanted to know with what the results. Let me put it this way: for. if the boat survives, you're gonna have to check on its balance. Then, if the boat doesn't survive, you don't have to check on its balance because there's no boat. All right, sixteen, you say? Sixteen, con save, please. <laughs> I don't know whether it's an inspiration or not. So that wasn't a 16? No, it wasn't a 16. Oh no. It's nowhere fucking near it. <laughs> but I don't know if this one's going to be. The 16 is a very hard roll to get. My, I've only got a plus one on my con, so I've got to roll a 15 at least. It was 30 points of damage. There is power behind that bolt. Um. I'm, fuck it, I'm going to inspiration it. Go for it. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so as this bolt hits, and you feel this intense pain just spread through you, Deeks, you look down and you realise that Dravlan actually shot through the boat. Bro, one side of the boat is pretty much shattered completely. The other half behind you is relatively intact, but the, fa the side facing outwards towards Gregor, towards Dravlan, towards um, Ezidor, it's pretty much gone. Just also want to point out that I am unconscious as well. Oh, he's gone. He's gone. So as it hits Deeks, Deeks, you just kind of stumble back and just fall back into the crook of the boat. Thankfully... Thankfully... The boat doesn't tip over the edge with you pushing back into it. But it is starting to rock a little bit dangerously now. Vesh is looking very scared, understandably. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yep. Can't uh, do anything. So, Cultist 1 has perished, I believe. So, Gregor, we're up to you. Yay. Right. Uh, did I see any of that happening? Or you heard that happening. You heard a large... You heard Dravlan screaming for Vesh to be brought back. You heard the very distinctive noise of a guiding bolt. And you heard an explosion. 
And maybe Deke's making a KO'd sound, like from Street Fighter. Right. Um, looking at what Dravlan did, I am going to break from this guy. Okay. Uh, if you uh, disengage it, so you can do this yes. in two ways. If you disengage, that is your action, and you can't take an attack of opportunity. But that is your action gone. If no, you wish to retain your action, then he takes an attack of opportunity on you. Uh, no, I might as well f focus on one person at a time. Um, okay. After seeing what Drafalan did, and I look back at the cultist thinking he's not going to let me go, I'm just going to reach around and just grab my hammer and ah, just going to slam down. Drinker. The life yeah. drinker. Roll me an attack roll then, please. Now I've dropped my dice. I can't seem to find what I think. Yes. That is a nat 20. That's what we do. All right. Uh, what's your damage rolls for this? It is basically... Uh, they're not. He's not undead or anything, is he? He is definitely not undead. Right. He might be in a um, minute, but... Uh... Let me just get up. Oh, oh wait, doesn't matter. Uh, so one, uh, one to attack an advantage against undead first, but not... Uh, so it is 2d10, so roll me 4d10, please. Is this on Jaffla? Nope. No, unfortunately, it's the cultist. Twenty-three. How do you want to take this guy out? Uh, basically, I'm just grabbing it, and the hammer's on the side, and it's got spikes all over, all on the side of this hammer. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to swing it down straight into his head, and hopefully, in cave his head in, you know, like a Mortal Kombat. So as you swing it, it down, and it smashes into him, you meet the slightest bit of resistance for a nanosecond. And then, as the as the hammer just stirs straight through his face, crushing his entire head down, and you continue forcing it down until it hits into the ground. And there's a heavy cracking noise as you pin this hammer into the ground. As the floorboards continue cracking around, it looks for a split second like they're going to break, but you just let up ever so slightly. This guy's head is no longer there. Blood splays out across the floor. Right. As that happens, I tend to Draftlin, point to him, you're next. He just does not react to this. Hey, pay attention to me! <laughs> Still pays no attention to you. <laughs> so we had. We are now up to C3 then. So, five, ten. They came out. Oh, sorry. Could I still move? Oh, yes, you can. You've right. moved yet. Is there any chance I can come right up to Dravlan and just grapple him to the floor? No. 
because you've oh. already taken action. You can move right up to him, but you can't grapple him, I'm afraid. I just move straight up to him. Hi. <laughs> you know how hard it is to be a an intimidating cult of death leader when you're making me break character every two seconds. It's like hi, hey, come around here often. No, no, I'm new in the area. So he's gonna five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, and he's going to, like with the other one, reach into his bandolier whip out a throwing knife and chuck it towards you, Gregor. Is this cultist three? Yes, cultist three. However, I already know this misses because it's quite a low roll. Mm. Um, he launches the knife towards you and it just zoops straight past you. Just well past you and just slowly completes its arc and falls down towards Salt Harbor. Miss me. At this... With this round of combat been finished. Uh, everyone roll me a perception check, please. Apart from Deeks, yo. Yeah. Apart from Deeks, he's going to have to roll I something. I should have rolled that con save because I was already oh, conscious. It was, it was for the boat more than for you. I was just That's using your stats as a wee easy one. All right. 19. 19. Okay, with both of those then. So, as a doll. You realise that this building is starting to pick up more pace as it's starting to plummet further and further down. Um, you realise you don't have too much time left until it hits the ground. Gregor, with yours, you, you realise it's also picking up speed as it starts tilting further and the boat carrying Deeks and Vesh starts rocking even more precariously. You see the ground starting to rush towards you. First the seas, first the ocean, and then as the angle continues, you start to see Salt Harbour coming into view. You reckon you've got about three more turns until you smash into Salt Harbour. But additionally, right. with that natural 20, you can see Vesh 1 look at Deeks with shock and concern, and 2 kind of like look towards you, and it looks like she's trying to say something, although from the rushing of the wind of... You're not quite sure what she's saying. I'm sorry, what? If you want to try, you can roll a perception check before the next round starts. Is she, yes, is she, go on then. Sorry, Deeks? Is she not trying to help me? <laughs> this might be what, uh... This might be what uh, Gregor finds out. She's uh, 15. Perception, you say? Yes. You hear uh, it yes, yes. over the gusts of wind. You hear us pretty much scream. <laughs> Forgotten her voice there. Throw me a yellow new mine crystal. That was still a terrible voice, but you know, desperation and all that. All right, go hmm. Okay, if I can find one. Okay, Deeks, your first death save. You need to roll a ten or above, I'm afraid. 16. So that is one success, no failures. Yes. So we are up to Ezidor then. Did I hear this yellow crystal thing? Uh, You hear yellow crystal, you don't hear everything, but you might be able to piece the context together. There is a yellow crystal, Vesh is shouting about a yellow crystal. Vesh is a crystal mage essentially. So she could either be... Actually, actually, let's do this a fun way. 
Um, roll me a d10. Evens, you understand what she says. Odds, you think she wants you to smash a yellow crystal. Well, to be honest, when you was when that yellow crystal was going, I was going to pick it up and throw it at them. <laughs> so when she shouted yellow crystal, I was like, oh, I mean, wants me to throw it at them because I'm thinking it's going to I blow mean, up oh, or something. But, okay, okay, actually, yeah, rather than smash it, yes, it's either throw it to Vesh on evens or throw it to them on odds. Right. It's even. It's even, so throw it to Vesh then. It's four. You hear that Vesh wants... Vesh wants a yellow new mine crystal. Right, I'm about to throw it at them, and they're going to be like, you just minute. turn and just yeah. lob it towards. Roll me a dex, uh, dex check, then, please. Yeah, I'm going to be like, because mm, I don't know if it's going to blow up or what. <laughs> Although roll it with advantage, because you're throwing downwards towards them with this angle. God for that fucking hell! <laughs> what is it? Uh, dexterity. Yes. Hey, Eleven. As you launch, you you kind of pull back to launch it towards the others, and then yeah, you think better of it. So you kind of like almost backhand throw it towards Vesh, but by doing that, you don't really look properly, and it starts arcing over her ever so slightly. She might be able to do something with it on her go, but. Uh... This moment in time, it's kind of almost careening over the side. Right, I've picked up a threads of it. Right, can I quickly unwrap this carpet thing on my back? Mm-hmm. I'll let you unwrap it, but you can activate it on this turn. Can I see if it's working? Romy Arcana. I'll let you, as a kind of, yeah, as you're lifting it up off yourself, You feel no magical presence emanating from it. You don't know if that's because you've. You don't know if that's not because you've spoken its command word, or if it's because obviously with you guys rushing towards the ground at quick pace, has the effect of the giant pink new mine crystal started to take effect. You are not sure which it is. Well, I've just rolled it then. I'm just standing on it. Then. That's fair. You just stood on this magical carpet. Uh, it is now C1's turn. So. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. So C1 makes his way over to Gregor, who is now locked in combat with both Dravlan and Cultist 1. He raises his sword and swings down to attack. So a, a 19, I'm assuming, hits. Yep, it does. Okay. And you take 7 points of damage as he swashes. Uh, Swashes, swishes the sword across, right across your chest. Again, another deep gash appearing. Right. Uh, yes, it's your go now. Yeah, I was just thinking, uh, 19 is be uh, below the halfway point of 39, isn't it? Yes. No, no, uh, yes, just below it. Just below it, is it? Yes. Uh, can I activate my Cleric's Rage? Yes, you can. Okay, yeah, I'm just going to activate that then. So, as it slashes into you, 
you your mind goes blank for a second. Previously, when this sort of thing happened, you would see the form of Talos. However, now you see nothing, which enrages you further. And I'm just going to... Yeah, get my life drinker. Oh, yeah, I'm just going to get my life drinker. I'm going to knock back the cultist to... Yeah, to the right of me. Okay. Um, as an attack or just as a like strength type of thing, like pushing them away? Yeah, pushing them away. I would say like an action. I can use that. Okay. Uh, roll it with advantage then. Okay. So you are now enraged, essentially. Do I get advantage on this as well? Yes, you've got advantage. A lot better. Um, 17. Okay, I just need to go in because obviously you are tilting. You are pushing him upwards. Mm. As you kind of like smack into him with the the head of the hammer, I'm assuming, just to knock him upwards. Yes, yeah, just to knock him, yeah. You kind of almost had a slight upward swing to it. It lifts him off the floor, and then he starts plummeting over the edge of the actual um, over the edge of the actual platform itself. It happens slowly at first, but rapidly as he rises above you and then falls southwards towards where Deeks and Vesha are. He passes over the top of the unconscious form of Deeks and passes over the crystal, which is kind of like almost hanging in the air due to the fact that you've given him a bit more willy in the crystal. Hmm. And that has taken him out of combat. Hey, nice. I like to hear that. And as I've knocked him up, I just pull back the hammer. <laughs> and I'm just going to go bang straight into the back of um, Draftland's arse. Okay, just so... to give him like a whack, do you know, like a um, baseball? <laughs> okay, two things. <laughs> Need to do two things here. One, let's address that right there. I knock him up. <laughs> do you know what that means? To knock someone up is to get them pregnant. <laughs> I didn't mean and it like second, that. And the second comment was just golden. There is that, but I'm afraid I'm gonna have to DM here, be a DM here. Do you have two f actions? Uh, to be honest, I've got an, another, I can use another bonus action. For? Uh, the spiritual weapon again. Can I do that? How long does the spiritual weapon last? Is the big um, question. Well, basically, I just use another spell uh, slot. Then and, um, you can make a melee uh, against the creature within five foot of the weapon. On a hit. Oh, wait a minute. Where is it? Hang on. Here it is. Uh, one bonus action. Uh, you create a spell until you cast the spell again. Uh, yeah, it's definitely gone off the duration when you cast the spell. Okay, yes, you can do that as a bonus action, but you can't use your life drinker to uh, smash Draftland's ass. Right, fine. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> knock him up. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna ram it up his ass and knock him right up. Alright, as I'm... Um, as I knock the cultist off, like, into the air, I just <laughs> drop my hammer just with one of my hands. 
and all of a sudden I just make like a light hammer. I'm just gonna go straight into the back of his ass. Still with the ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Still going for that. It's changing terminology. Please, <laughs> please, there's better ways to say this. I like it my way. <laughs> I, I like it my <laughs> <ass. laughs> You know, there's there's no judgment here, Greco. Uh, Rolls a hit. There is. <laughs> was, I'm not allowed it. I'm not allowed anymore. I'm banned. <laughs> please roll a hit. Let's just move along from here as quickly as we can, please. Uh, 17. That, I believe, matches, so that will hit. Let me just double check. Yeah, roll your damage. Uh, it is... Yeah, force damage. Yes. Okay, um... That's strange, why is it doing that way? Strange. Um, six. Okay, so after you've knocked this other cultist off the platform, you kind of concentrate for a second and form a lighter hammer in your hand. You kind of like turn and almost backhand towards Gravelon and you make connection with his ass. Nice. Uh, he just kind of it impacts onto him and you feel his weight shift from one side to the other as you just hear just like a Argh! from him from pain over being hit somewhere he did not expect to be hit during combat. <laughs> yeah, you like that, don't you, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> With force. <laughs> With force. <laughs> Takes a lot of force into him. Jesus. Okay, so that's Gregor's go. Don't thank Christ for that. Yep. So we are now up to Vesh then. Vesh sees this crystal start uh, arcing over her. She reaches out for it. But it kind of slips through. It's a bit too far away from her. So stealing herself. Ezador, uh, Gregor, you don't see this because uh, Ezador is. Uh, sorry, Gregor, you don't see this because you're too busy uh, hammering yes. Traplan's ass. <laughs> Basically. Ezador, you see her kind of like crouch and like tense her legs, deeks from your half unconscious, half awake state as you're struggling to keep on keeping on. You see a look of fierce determination in her eyes as she leaps off the platform towards the yellow crystal. She reaches out and she grasps it. As she grasps it, we're going to go on to the next time because that's her action. Oh. So we are up to Deeks, your second death save, please. As you see this yellow crystal start glowing brighter and brighter and. That's a natural one. Oh. <sighs> That's two. That counts as two. I'm afraid. Oh my God! You could be dead. <laughs> a, natural, a natural twenty is a two successes, Fuck. and a natural one is two fails. Oh. If Ezador can reach you, he can stabilize you. 
Ooh. But that's if Ezidor wants to save you. <laughs> or Vesh can. Vesh is... Oh, I've not moved. Vesh is... She gets, she gets her turn before me, though, doesn't she? Vesh is currently, like, here. Yeah, I was about she to ask that. Is she in mid-air? She is mid-air. She is, like, over the edge of the platform. She's grasped the crystal, but she is free-falling right now. Um, so you would assume that she's probably got about two more rounds before she hits the floor. Deeks potentially has one more round before he hits the dirt. So... Wow. Hard choices in D&D, &D, guys, can't, when you're towards the end of chapters. Can't lose this one. <laughs> Again. There's two chances. There's two... Chances. two oh, so... We get two saves, though. One oh, oh, one nat 20. Is it three? Is it the third fail you die, or is it the fourth fail yeah. you die? You, you roll three fail, fails and you die. If you roll a fail, now you're dead. Dead. So I, <laughs> I, I feel actually that this calls for a change in music. I get food. Because. Pardon? Oh, yes. Because I feel like this is a dire situation, and I just so happen to have a song specifically for dire situations. Isidore, we're up to you. For more than God's sake, please work. Go! <laughs> I'm gonna get this cabin to bloody work. <laughs> okay. It starts to rise. Oh, you feel the magic room underneath it. Okay. Should I say? Okay. Did you see. speak the command word? The command. How much do you wait? <laughs> yeah, go, go is the command word that you've just made for it. Cool. Yeah, I knew that. Um. So I believe I give you a four foot by six foot carpet. Yes. Okay. How much do you weigh? How much does Ezador weigh? Uh, 12 stone. Okay, I'm going to convert that. Um, but yes, what do you wish to do now? Go as fast as I can towards Vesh. Okay, just leaving Deeks to die. That's cool. Well, I'm going to circle. Yeah, but Vesh, <laughs> Vesh is the crystal. I am. I am. You can still leave the narrator. Vesh is a crystal. Story. We're two turns are about to be ground pizza, so I'm thinking I got two goes. It's just got to make that safe because there's nothing I can do anyway. Okay. Um, I can't really say anything, can I? I'm thinking <laughs> I need to get it, and then on my next turn, if he makes his, oh yeah, he's got to make that fucking safe. Because I, I, I have to let you work this out, like, go through this mm. yourself. I can't give you any tips or anything like that. Can I fly past him and be in Deeks, grab him, and keep going and try to get to food? Can you I mean, just work with me, Tom? <laughs> I'm trying. I've given you guys so many different bonus actions and advantages this, this entire fight. Right, okay. I'm going to go... All right, no, yeah, I'll do it the other way around, then. I will... Go to Deeks. Okay. You have enough space, especially with the carpet, that you can make it to Deeks quite easily. Okay. Woof. Um, 
that you zoomph on the magic carpet, just stood on the magic carpet, zoomphs towards Deeks. Can I stabilize him? Uh, I will just check the thing for that. You can stabilize him, yes. I just need to remember how you stabilize. Me- medicine. Medicine, check, yes. You need to roam a successful medicine check above 10. But yes, talking of working with you, I let you activate the carpet as a bonus action. I know, I know. Actually, no, it's just that I, I've not done anything else on my go, though. So surely, I yeah. Can... But now you've 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 activated the carpet. Bonus yeah, which is a go. And you've flown to Deeks, oh, yeah. which is movement. And now you're stabilizing Deeks, which is an action. Oh yeah, I can't do it. No, you can't. I've just said activating the carpet is your bonus action. No, yeah, but you asked me to work with you. It's cheating, though, isn't it? It's not because I've already said that it's a bonus action. No. So I've got to get above a ten. If Yes, I was going to say, if you if you want to reject the bonus section and have it as an action, I don't care. This oh, is just, just stop it. I, I am but the mere... I am but a Stabilise humble, me. I am but a humble narrator in this journey. I know, but I Should we I save Diggs or not? I so I'm just mm. dragging it out as well as I can. Right. It's going to be even better We've if you got a 50-50 chance here. That's enough. You ready? You ready? Yeah. No. I can't give you anything extra. <laughs> what about... Have you got a point of inspiration? You got... I don't think... Do I? Nope, because that was non-canon at the beginning when I said that <laughs> no. Jill, uh, that Coogan was a teacher's pet. I'm sorry, Vesh is the only chance I'm sorry, I don't fudge. I don't fudge. <laughs> no, I... Unfortunately, I would much rather everyone does not fudge. Well, I know, I know, but... I know. So, we're up to to Dravlon then, who is currently locked in combat with Gregor. He's just going to blast air out the sky now. (laughs) (laughs) It's so tempting. I'm not going to lie. It's very tempting. I don't know why the music has stopped. It should still be going. Oh, it's just repeated. Um, so he, behind him, from the folds of his robe, Gregor, he pulls a long scythe out. A very long, curved scythe. He pulls it back, and he slashes across. You get advantage. I get advantage? Oh, yes, of course I do. Thank you. Where is he? <laughs> who? Where's who, sorry? Draftland. Dravlon is next to Gregor. Is he on the same square? No, no, he's literally next to him. Is the no, he's the not on my screen? That's all. Oh, he should be. Is he on your screen, um, Gregor? Yeah, yeah, he's on my screen. I can see him. Yeah. Uh, Deeks, can you see the circle emanating? I can see the circle. Yeah. He's past it. Is it's because you're unconscious. Your eyes are shut. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A 13, um, if I remember rightly, does not hit you, does it, Gregor? Sorry, say that again, Tom. You cut out then. Sorry, a 13 does not hit you, does it? No, no, no. 14 is mine. So he swings it the first time, and you just kind of, like, you deflect it with your spiritual weapon quite easily. Mm -hmm. He raises it back up again, almost kind of like as a deflection, and swings it down again for his second attack. 
18 hits. Yep, machine definitely hits. Okay. It's sad, guys. You're very close to the end now. This could go serious, Peter. Yes, <laughs> that's well. So as it slashes down, it causes 16 points of damage. Right. Um, also, with my cleric's rage, I take half the damage. Okay, you take eight points damage then. Nice. Kill. Um, and let's just uh, check this. I don't think he can use this this time because he's done his stuff already. But okay, no, you're fine for now. Then you are okay. fine for now. So we are up to instead as oh, Drafline has I was taken. Say, yep. As he did that slice thing, I just look down, just see a little bit of blood coming out, and I just smile at him. He's still not reacting. He's he's just kind of like honed in now on what's going on. There's right. no more joy. There's no more amusement from him. You are just problems to this man now. Hey, look at me! <laughs> still just does not look at you. <laughs> look at me! Um, so we are now up to Vesh. So as Vesh grasps the crystal... It starts. And again, the frequency raises and raises. Ezidor and Gregor, roll a perception, please, with advantage. Oh, God. 13. 13. Perception, did you say? Yes, please. 19. 19. Okay. So, as the loudness of the crystals continues growing louder and louder and louder and louder, as you're looking around, trying to find the source of this emanation, every single yellow new mine crystal starts glowing, starts vibrating, it's just and then Everything, for a split second, goes bright white for all of you, including Deeks, who is still unconscious, but behind his eyelids, it goes white. Takes a second, and then you are back, with a sudden clattering, with a sudden smashing and clattering all into the floor. The remnants of the warehouse smash. Ezidor and Gregor, you go sprawling onto the floor. Deeks, you kind of like just tumble out of the boat onto the floor, still almost dying. As the two of you, who are still conscious, look around, Vesh is knelt down, just panting again as more of these crystals start dropping around her. As you're looking around, you can see that the floor um, on you, uh, below you, sorry, looks like a riverbed. Strangely, though, this riverbed is dry. Looks like it has probably been wet at some point. But right now it is dry. But you can hear rushing water. And as you look up and around, ever so slightly away from you on both sides are waves. Bodies of water pushing against the edge, but unable to proceed any further. Almost as if an invisible wall is preventing them from pushing 
any further in. Almost like a magical force has forced it out. As Vesh is panting, she just kind of pushes herself back up. She is very unsteady on her feet, and she walks towards you. I, I tried to get us out of there, but I've only managed to do the teleportation once with the crystals, and that was where they wanted me to take them. Wanted me to take them to Lake Puentisha. Brilliant. She kind of like drops to one knee at this point and she's just breathing deeply. It's one more thing that I might be able to do to help you all. But it means that I'm going to be out of action for good. I don't know if it no. will kill me, but if this cult is going to continue with their plans with what they told me, with what they forced me to do maybe you all need to be at full health but don't you want to come back with us can't you? isn't there another way? just kind of laughs dryly with what they've made me do for them I don't know if there is any coming back because of me they might bring Merkel through and if Merkel comes through, then that's it for all of Yaflok. Raise armies of the dead, and we will be powerless to stop him. There's got to be a better way than throwing away your life. It's not throwing it away. He's helping you save others. Let's be honest, she just kind of laughs as a tear kind of like drops from her eye. You and that gnome over there definitely need it. Gustav Wind could kill you. Hey, I'm a lot stronger than I look. Says coughing up blood. <laughs> Excuse me. Swiping at her. Are you accepting her help? Or are you rejecting her help? I, Is this really what you want to do? I don't think Little Dicks would like the idea of best sacrificing herself. Do we have a choice? You need to make a decision quick because little Deeks is going to have to roll a death saving throw in a second. I say no. No? This. Is that what you're saying now? But you're invested in an innocent bystander. Just like, you know, innocent little thing that we came to save. And I. Mm. Deeks is a warrior, an adventurer. I think you should roll the dice. Your guys is cool. I think Deeks has the fortitude to fight and come back to us on his own accord. Sorry, Deeks. <laughs> I'm sorry, Vesh, but I'm going to have to decline your offer and I'm going to start pelting towards her. Heading towards her? Yeah, so you do towards the carpet and everything. Towards the what? Sorry, the carpet? Yeah. What carpet? Uh, that, oh, oh, um, where, where Deeks is on, yes. Yeah. Okay. So can I... I'll break... Um... <sighs> you can help him in just one second, Deeks. 
I am so sorry, but you need to roll your potential oh. final death saving throw. We can't let Vesh, had a, we can't let Vesh kill us all. You guys had a no, potential. No, I don't think so. No, I personally don't think that would be the right thing. Just moral decisions, sake. guys. All he's got to do is roll over a ten. All. Do it all the time. <laughs> when I'm do we do it then? Yeah. It's your guy's call. Do it, it's my call. <laughs> I am but the narrator. I have presented the choices to you. I'm going to roll. Go okay. On. I got a 12. <laughs> oh! <laughs> so that is two successes, two fails. <laughs> Okay, Gregor. Yes. You reach the boat. Uh, you reach the boat and the carpet, essentially. Ezidor is also there, seemingly doing not much other than telling Vesh not to sacrifice herself. Well, the conversation right. is done now, so I mean, we can do something, can we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can both try to stabilize him if you want. If you both can try I? to do it at the same time, I will give whoever wants it advantage, but only one of you will do it. Otherwise, you can both try. Well, I was just going to cast... Um... Revify. Revify. Revivify. Yeah, yeah basically, you, t you touch a creature when it has died uh, oh. in the last minute. I was going to say, creature two, two things with that. One, he's not dead yet, so it wouldn't work. And oh. two, if you remember, quite some time ago, we said the only times that we're going to need spell components are for big spells, ah. such as reviving people. See if you have a diamond worth twenty-five thousand gold pieces. Would a jet? Would a crystal do it? Depends how much it's worth. Depends uh, what crystal it is. And also, he's not dead yet. Right, fair enough. Then I can't do that anyway. Uh, can I? Oh, can I just start? I'll just try and stabilize him then. Go for it. Roll me a medicine check. Where is medicine? Isidore, you can also try to stabilize him too, if you wish. Well. Well, yeah. Maybe. Do we get advantage on this? We get advantage Earn if it. one of us doesn't. Yes. So. One of you can get advantage if the other doesn't, or you can both roll. I've got plus five on my medicine. Advantage. All right. So, Gregor, you're leaning over Deeks as this hole, essentially, from his chest has been blasted with guiding bolt. Blood is leaking further and further. His breathing is getting more and more ragged. You can tell he's on a knife edge. All right, but either way, we got this. You did your roll. Our bit's done. We're heroes. <laughs> yeah. Natural twenty. Hey. Okay, I'm gonna do a little something special for you now, man. I get all my hit points back as well. <laughs> so, Gregor, as you are kind of placing your hand on him, and he's starting to fade rapidly. You see your former companions kind of flash before your eyes. You see their deaths in front of you once again. You remember how powerless you were. You remember wishing. Oh, I was going to say, could I? Could, could I just? I was going to say, could I just put my ear to his like thing and just listen to it fade? And I just go, bang! Just give him a bat, <laughs> like a tap on the thingy, just to recover him. I mean, I like that. I was going to say that you used your electricity to just kind of just spark him back, but that also works. <laughs> yeah, I just run up. I just run up to him, and just go. Just put my ha uh, head on his uh, chest to listen, and I just go, bang! Just like <laughs> just restarted steps. him. 
Yeah. <laughs> Just finding the weakest point. <laughs> Deeks, you are shocked awake and you have a third of your hit points back. <gasps> what happened? Oh. Ah, glad you're back with us. Get back up. <laughs> oh, thank God. I didn't think I'd be sleeping for weeks. <laughs> I'm not dead. Oh, I'm not dead. You're not dead. It's fine. Anyway. Gregor, did you... Was that you? Did you save me? Yeah, no. No biggie. Oh, so of course it's a biggie. Why? Thank you, Gregor. You're very welcome. A third of my hit points back. A third of your hit points back, yes. Yeah. With that natural 20. Normally you get, get stabilised with, I think, one HP, but with a natural 20... You get a little something nice. special. But as you are brought back, you are looking around, you see, yes, this is Lake Poentisha. Even without having innate magical abilities, the feel of death here is oppressive. Weighing Sorry, down. Sorry, have we you. transported? Yes, you have teleported to Lake Poentisha. Right. I thought you, there was a big flash. I thought we hit the ground and it's like. You did, oh. after teleporting. Okay, yeah, fair enough. The remnants of the rest of the warehouse is strewn across you. And a further down, down way in the distance, you can see a couple of figures. You can see four figures exactly. And as you peer and squint more, you can see another shape. That kind of almost looks like a box. You can't quite tell what it is, but it is a box around about 200 feet away from you. And in between them, there is another figure who is just kind of sat with a bag in front of him. Um, who are you? I'm guessing you're approaching the person. I'm having floor. a look first. Like, uh, I want more description about like who's walking towards me. No one's walking towards you. Are they not? The f- no, the four figures in the distance are stood around something. The I figure just have who a... is sat down is sat down around about 100 feet away from you. Right, yeah. Can I just peer and see like, see if I can see what... If they're cultists? You would assume that given this, even without a role, you would assume that given this is a this is Lake Poentisha where Mistra fell, where Merkel had his biggest battle with Nerul, you would assume that this is... Well, that they are cultists. As for that character on the side, though, who is sat down, you get the feeling that they are not a cultist. You can roll a perception for them, though. Yeah, I'll roll a perception for him, then. For all of us. Uh, you two can roll perception as well, if you wish. Nice. Yeah. 20, 20, not natural. Natural. <laughs> okay. 13. Deeks, you can see that it is a tabaxi. Sat behind a small bag. Isidore, you see that it is a tabaxi that has the markings of a leopard almost, sat behind what appears to be a bag of holding. You have heard tales of this tabaxi around the land for years, even before you got captured. A strange, long-lived tabaxi who seemed to have 
once upon a time, hundreds of years ago, wanted to set up um, shop in the market of Rust. It's odd to see him here, though. Finally, Gregor. You know this man. It's your homeboy. Your rotten soldier. Your good time boy. That only makes sense as a joke if you've watched what we do in the shadows. Yes. I'm a good time boy. My good time boy. My rotten soldier. <laughs> <laughs> That's Lincea. Lincea. Lincea, the tabaxi vendor with his bag of holding. Ah, I've not seen you for a while. Hmm. You're approaching him, he looks up. Ah, Gregor. It's good to see Lincea once more, yes, and it's good to see Gregor. It's good to see once you too. More. <laughs> right. Lincea had the feelings that some things was going to be happening in Lake Pointisha. But with the cults and all of that. So Lincea thought Lincea would provide aid to Gregor and just looks at Ezador. There is something wrong with that one. Nonetheless, Lindsay will provide aid, and of course, to little gnome over there. Lindsay looks like he needs help the most. You're That's coming me. to help Yes. Us. Yes, it would do Lindsay no good if his business... Well, it would do Lindsay's business no good if yet another city was overrun by the dead. You already failed once, Glegorn, in uh, Velden. Yes. Do not fail again. Definitely will not. Thank you for the heads up. Wonderful. Lincea will sell all the wares to you when we return for our next episode. Hi everyone, Tom here again. And as usual, I'd like to thank everyone who has watched and listened to this episode of Rollcast. As I mentioned last episode, we've now finished recording our sessions for chapter one, and our next episode is our last session of this chapter, but potentially not the last episode itself, but more on that later. The Reaper, the Maelstrom and the Thief is a homebrew Dungeons and Dragons campaign by Rollcast. This episode is featured JB as Dix Melancholy, Coogan as Gregor the Last, Gareth Ryan as Ezador Calderos, and Tom Crabb as the DM. Intro, midpoint, and outro music were, as usual, provided by JB. Editing and sound mixing was done by Tom Crabb. As always, I'd like to give a big thank you to all of the incredible artists who allow smaller creators like ourselves to use their ambiences and tracks in our episodes. From creating suspense, punctuating comedic moments, or providing some excitement during combat, their tracks truly help to create exactly what we're aiming for as a show. If you like what you've heard in terms of music this session, I highly recommend checking out this episode's description for the links to all of the tracks used. But, of course, special thanks goes to Adrian Von Ziegler, Alexander Nakarada, CO.AG Music, Kevin McLeod, Michael Gelfi Studios, Royalty Free Zone, Survival Spheres, Techno Axes Royalty Free Music, and The Seventh Midnight. Rollcast is on Facebook, X, and YouTube. You can find us on them using the handle at castthatroll. So, if you've watched this on YouTube and you like what we do, why not like the video and drop us a sub? Maybe leave a comment. It helps get us out there. We've also got all of our previous episodes up in our Season 1 playlist, so, again, why not go through it, catch up, and give those a like too, especially as our Season 1 playlist is, at this point, almost completed. 
Our social media profiles have information about upcoming episodes, clips from the latest episode, and us just really interacting with the larger D&D and podcasting communities as a whole. So look for us out there. Again, you can find us on Facebook, X, and YouTube, all on the handle at CastThatRoll. Don't want to watch but still want to listen? We've got your back. Look for Rollcast on Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, Good Pods, and all other podcasting platforms. Or, alternatively, you could add our RSS feed so you never miss an episode. If you have listened to this episode using your favourite podcasting app, why not drop us a review? It really does help, and it also allows us to know what to improve upon for future sessions. Thank you again to everyone who has watched or listened to this one. As I mentioned earlier, our next episode is our final recorded session for this chapter, but as this session has turned out to be far longer than our usual ones, it's quite likely that episode 30 will be released as a two-parter. We're not fully decided yet, but... Seeing as our usual episodes normally hover around about the two and a half, three hour mark, and session 30 currently looks like it's five or six hours long, well, expect an announcement via Facebook and X very soon. Nonetheless though, we're almost at the end of this chapter and there's a lot of questions that still need answering. Is Vesh actually okay? Why has Lincea reappeared? Can the trio stop the cult? And, most importantly, will the players wildly derail what is meant to be an epic conclusion to our first chapter? Find out when what will likely be part one of episode 30 releases on the 28th of February. Until then though, stay safe, have fun gaming, and we'll see you next time at the table. Continue. I really need a wee before we finish off this no! session. Before we finish off this session, I've been hold it. You I'm, need to hold I'm it. Not because I have a You've very specific. Because I'm desperate as well. <laughs> <laughs> Can't leave this room while I'm in this state of mind. I'm half tempted to piss in this glass. <laughs> okay, Gregor.